Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Yes, hello, and welcome to Affirmative Purder, Tiger King in Retrospect. <laughs> this is a very special episode of Affirmative Murder because the quarantine has messed everything up and Fran is not willing to, and I am also not willing to, expose his children to the coronavirus and or a hefty fine from the Baltimore government. So Fran is not joining me this week. Instead, I am joined by artist extraordinaire, and the only woman who has seen me naked in the last five years, except for that one time that I had too many mimosas at that uh, Mother's Day brunch. It's, we don't need to go into it. Sierra Fath! I thought we got past that. Yeah, it was a weird one, but we don't, we don't got to go into That's it. Okay. That's okay. Hey, fine. everyone. So what we decided to do was, uh, like everyone else, we are all currently quarantined. And like everyone else by now, we've all been blown away by Tiger King. Now, I feel as though Tiger King has been out long enough that if you haven't seen it yet, you are actively trying to be one of those. <laughs> You're trying to hipster it. Like, I don't I don't watch that kind of stuff. Or everyone has seen it, so we can talk about it. But I also feel like it's been out long enough that it's about time to kind of put it the hype to bed. And I wanted to send that out, send it off with a nice retrospect and just kind of talk about where they are now, our fucking reactions to how crazy it's been. And so I uh, decided to have my fiance join me to do that. And uh, what better time to do it than when we're stuck in the house together? First of all, before we get into things, how has the quarantine been treating you? Um, well, I'm actually considered somehow an essential employee. So hasn't been too bad for me. I feel very blessed that I can still work. However, each week I've been working, there has been more and more cutbacks going on. Sure. So, you know, I But know. you, what I mean is, like, you can't go to your Zumba classes or, you know... Go to the, but, the trampoline know, zone. I know you love to do that a lot. Just go just that. trampolining on that, that room full of trampolines. Uh, we're just kind of stuck in the house, riding can't, it out. Yeah. Have not but, worn a know, bra in who knows how long. Really and me, long. I'm referring to. Oh, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, so we're just kind of letting them hang, being free and, and, you know. Free zone. You know, you have your space in the house. I have my space in the house. I think that's yeah. a good thing because, you know, we, you know, people may be getting sick of each other in a time like this. Right. And if you're living in like a loft or some kind of bunker that you may have, you know, Use your inheritance money from your grandparents to buy for times like this. It's kind of tight spaces, so you know there's no no 
you time and me time and all kind of stuff. We're fortunate enough to have, you know, a, a nice kind of separate separate set situation at home. So if we're like, you know, I'm going to go have some me time upstairs. I'm going to go play Call of Duty or whatever. You're going to do some art, watch Boy Meets World Marathon, whatever you Definitely. prefer to do. We're able to do that. I mean, Mr. Feeney has gotten me through a lot of these days. He's gotten a lot of kids through a lot of things. But, um, you know, being being a painter slash artist, I don't I, I have a lot of stuff I can do to occupy my time. So I don't know. I feel blessed for that as well. For sure. So shout out to everyone out there who is, you know, considered essential, not considered essential. Mm-hmm. We're going to get through this together. And w- one way we're going to do that is by talking about this insane documentary event that has taken over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Tiger King starring Joe Exotic mm-hmm. along with others. Mm-hmm. Now for, you know, just going to give people a quick, you know, summary of what Joe Exotic about. It is the tale. It tells the story of the stranger than fiction world. This is the Netflix uh summary so there's going to be some words i don't usually use going to be a lot of theatrical things like that follow me so tiger king tells the story of the stranger than fiction world of big cat owners few stand out more than joe exotic oh my god i know i kind of love him he takes my breath away i mean it's 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 like it's like watching a it's like watching a train crash but the train is full of clowns and then all the clowns are on fire and they scatter from the train and then those clowns fall off a cliff. But luckily they have parachutes, but they slowly fall into like a lake of sharks. So that's what you're saying, not what Netflix No, I'm saying. sorry. Yeah, no, that no, that's not on this read. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That, I, I I digress. Thank you for getting me back on track. That was just that's just my feelings of that's, Joe Exotic's want, life in general. I don't general. want Netflix getting mad that you put words. Yeah, in that's slander mouth. and that's lie when we don't want to get sued. Mm-hmm. That is not in the read, folks. That I I made those words up. Nobody said anything about clowns or sharks or train crashes in the Netflix read. I'm going to get back to that. Thank what you. What did Sierra. Netflix say? Okay, so back to uh, Netflix. I'm gonna pick up from Joe Exotic because mm-hmm. that's the last thing I read. And every time I read that name, I just kind of have to. I go off. I go I somewhere else. I go to another place. You know. Anyway, so Joe Exotic is a mulleted, gun-toting polygamist and country western singer who presides over a, an Oklahoma roadside zoo. It's a pretty dead-on description of him. Yeah. Uh, charismatic but misguided, Joe and an unbelievable cast of characters, including drug kingpins, con men, and cult leaders, all share a passion for big cats. And the status and attention their dangerous menageries garner. Ooh, mm. ooh, menageries. But things take a dark turn when Carol Baskin, Carol fucking Baskin. Keep going, keep going. An animal activist, in quotes, an owner of a, it's not in quotes in the thing, I'm sorry. That was, those, I added You're the quotes. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, this is a very biased reading, Just but I'm, I'm read. sorry. There are no quotes around animal activists. An animal activist, an owner of a big cat sanctuary, a little hypocritical uh threatens to put them out of business so she can have all the business for herself that's not in the read either she wants Uh, all the cats she wants all them cats uh stalking oh i'm sorry stoking a rivalry that eventually leads to joe's arrest for a murder for hire plot and reveals a twisted tale where the only thing more dangerous than the cats is the owners yeah yeah so um first impressions of joe uh sorry it's I just want to call it let's call it for what it is it's the joe exotic show but first impressions of tiger king we turn it on boom what are you thinking i we got hair we got you know explosions we got guns we got uh, bedazzled handcuffs i mean it only took me a few minutes to be pretty pretty into joe himself enamored man yeah two minutes in i mean but first of all 
the the cast of different characters that he has, you know, setting things up yep. to describe before you even talk to Joe Exotic, and then just the little pans of his outfits and yep. footage of him getting mauled by cats. Yeah, I was like, I'm in. It took five minutes for me to go. I'm in. We got footage of animals. You know how I love when animals attack. This is like when animals attack. So we got we got footage of tigers attacking people. We got rhinestone handcuffs. We got mullets. We got uh bowl haircuts. Uh, pasty skin, country singing, fucked up teeth, country music. I mean, it is a, it is, it is everything. My description that I, I gave last on last week's episode was, I feel like this is a perfect combination of the wonderful whites of West Virginia oh, and making a murderer. Classic. I know how much you love the wonderful whites I of love West Virginia. That. I mean, it's it, Dennis this. Dennis is this. Dennis is this. Yes. This is Dennis. Yes. So, um, what I mean, what are some of the stand? If, if you can, if you can remember that first episode. What are some of the standouts for you? I mean, um, let, you know what? I'm not even going to, let's not even waste time. Joe Exotic. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just get right into it. Joe Exotic. I mean, Joe Exotic, by description of the uh, <laughs> vagabond Doc Antel, he is uh, mm-hmm. the, the completely insane, gun toting, gay, drug addict, tiger fanatic mythical character living out in the middle of bumfuck Oklahoma. Now, that was a combination of Doc Antel and uh, Rich, uh, the the guy with the cowboy hat and the sunglasses. I can't remember his name right now. God dang. Wait, the cowboy hat and The guy who who's a genius who wanted to film a, a, a oh. reality oh, show. Oh, oh, oh. Um, that is Rick Kirkin. Yeah, that was Rick. Rick Kirkin is the guy that called him a mythical character living out in the middle of bumfuck the one Oklahoma. That, you're talking about the one that was shooting his TV series. He was shooting the... Joe was shooting. I mean, Rick's a genius. Joe wanted to shoot a a show about being the owner of this big cat place. And Rick was like, yeah, man, whatever. I'll film that. That's that's cool. But what I'm doing is I'm filming the behind the scenes of this fucking redneck maniac going out of his mind. And it's it, it was a genius idea. I told you that if he would have pulled it off and the an incident that we will get to hadn't happened. He would have created a moment in pop culture television that would have rivaled like Flavor of Love, the Duck Dynasty guys. It would have been like it would have been monumental level television. I know. And it would he, have been truly incredible television. And he knew. Oh, he, he knew. Did. That was it. He said that was his retirement plan. Oh yes. Yes. And he he nailed it. God man. He nailed it. So anyway, uh, you know, so Joe, first of all, uh the cast of people that he employs, uh, we got um Saf, who I found out through my research is trans and she pre- he prefers to be called the pronouns him. Oh, okay. And um, so that'll get into, a you know, I don't know how, we, we got a little game we're playing at the end. So just to, if you want to make a note in your mind to change mm-hmm. something, that's something to keep okay. in keep in mind that uh, he he prefers to be him. And for everyone that, that um, who Alvin's talking about, one arm, the it's person who got Kelsey, their fucking arm. It's Ke- her name, or Kelsey it's Saff. Kelsey Saff. But drop the Kelsey, prefers just Saff. Just Saff. Yeah. If you don't know, Saff's the one that got their fucking arm mauled off and then went back to work went after back five to days. Work of, five within a short week. And wasn't even upset. No, nah, just like I don't want people like, to uh, think damn. this was the Tigers' fault. I made a mistake, and I don't want the bad publicity on the on Joe's Amazing. place. Amazing. Sta- Saff to me, ride was, or die, was, I think, like the coolest person for sure super ch- i mean like the dude, with the, 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 dude with the, with. the dude with the sunglasses was the coolest dude i don't know if i'd hang out with him uh his name that dude's name fuck the sunglasses me. you know the dude we love when they were like how many wives do you think doc and 
And oh. so he goes, I couldn't give a fuck. Oh, oh, I got him too. That's Eric Cowie. Yeah, Eric Cowie is the coolest he person has the in the real documentary. long blonde hair. Yes, and the sunglasses. And he yes. works he works at, at Joe's Big Cat and, Rescue. Yeah, we did love him. But I thought Saf was like chill. a cool, chill person and yeah. not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so what else we got going on with Joe? Uh first of all, you know, ten minutes into it we find out Joe's married. Yep. To uh John mm, what is his last name? Finley. John, yeah, John Finley, uh, whose teeth are gone. They're gone. gone. No, they're not. They aren't gone. That's a that's a some mischaracterization of, of what is. Some of his teeth are gone. Uh, Others are jumping out of his mouth. I would say most of them are jumping out of his mouth. Oh, you think? I was gonna say most were. Gone. Most are gone. Most are gone, and a lot of them are jumping ship. He's sort of like they're a going human, this way, they're uh, going that way, they're jumping off the bow, they're jumping off the stern. Like, they got one in the life raft. The teeth are going bananas. It's like a human jack o' lantern. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you uh, know jack o' lantern personified. Cute face. Yes. Cute face. As a matter of fact, when we get to the where are they now, where he already, uh, John was asked who he would get to play him in a movie. He said Channing Tatum. And at first I went, <laughs> but then I really looked and I said. Well, John's yeah, a no. handsome guy. And he's got his teeth fixed. His teeth, but his update, teeth Life update. Teeth life update. Those teeth are gone, and he's got those porcelains in, and he is, they're shining. He's got all But new. he didn't get the big horse mouth porcelains, because some people go too big. Mm-hmm. Some people go too big, too white, and it looks crazy. He went perfect size for him. He did. And I was like, okay, well, Channing Tatum, maybe then. Covered up some of his tats. Yeah, which that he has were some Joe, crazy ones. Um, you know, like... They have to do with Joe. Yeah, Joe. yeah, yeah. Property of Joe, Property all these of kind Joe. of things. Pointing also, to his dead. Also, as I alluded to earlier in the Netflix description, Joe is a polygamist. So he was married to two guys at one time. Yes. Uh, Travis uh, Audubon. Maldonado. Travis, Auto- Travis Maldonado, who was addicted to, quote, weed, they led us to believe, for like a bunch of episodes. And I said, weed is not keeping this dude around if he's not really gay. And no. it's something harder, which we find out later on in the later show. On. But a lot of people kept saying weed. And I was like, this is not true. He might love to smoke weed, sure, but weed is not keeping him in a thruple marriage. Right. And as the show progresses, we find out that he's in the midst of a rivalry mm-hmm. with a woman mm-hmm. named Carol Baskin. Mm-hmm. And that comes into play. And it's like... Carol, the official crazy cat lady. Yeah, Carol loves leopard. She loves tiger print. And you know how I feel about animal and print. She, so yeah, I immediately print, was not a fan print, of her. Every single thing she owned yes, and, had print. Yes, and Carol, Carol's sole purpose is to like destroy the big cat industry, which she also profits from. So she's a super fucking hypocrite. Also, before we jump into Carol Baskins, uh, Joe Exotic TV which mm-hmm. is incredible. I mean, he had like a green screen in his house and that is how Rick Kirk Kirkham becomes a part of the thing. Yep, because he had a little studio. He asked he asked Joe uh, um, Rich Kirk Kirkham to come in and help him film that and he was like, oh yeah, cool, but like this amazing thing is happening that you don't you don't even know how amazing you are. I'm going to film that. Yes. We'll get back to that, put a pin in that later. Now, um, one thing, oh, also in the country music, I don't, we, we don't have to go into it too deep, but we'll come back to it, but I mean, there's a, like seven music videos throughout the course of this. <laughs> There's like a, a music video an episode. Outstanding. It's incredible. 
And Carol has some thoughts on that too. So we'll come back to the country music, and also we'll come back to the Joe Exotic TV thing. And uh, two, one thing that everybody involved in this has, at least all the big cat people, including Carol Baskins, is they're all egomaniacs. Mm-hmm. When they cut to Carol Baskins, she gets into the tiger cage when she does her little PSAs. Of, you know, this is what being a big cat is like, and I'm trying to save everyone, and I'm a martyr, and I'm going to stop the big cat gaming industry. And uh, a little fun fact that I found found out through my research, the documentarian of this got Carol Baskin to agree, and this is probably why she seems so kind of like flippant and casual about talking about the things that she talked about willingly, which is insane to me. He told her that they were doing the blackfish of big cat uh documentaries. Interesting. And and like you're you're on the side of stopping that. Yeah. So she was like, Yeah, we can talk about my husband I my husband it, or whatever. I knew they had to have done something. They probably lied talk. to everyone. Oh yeah. They told Doc Antel that they were this is a fuck Carol Baskin documentary. They told Joe Exotic the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they told fucking uh uh the t- Scarface dude. Who knows what they told I don't even know what probably they told nothing. Him. Nothing. They were like, Can we can we come check your spot out? And he was like, Yeah, sure. But Loved you gotta him. film me coming in on my Bentley. And, you know, shut the fuck up when I'm talking. Right. And that was probably his two stipulations. And he was willing to talk for however long they wanted him mm-hmm. to. Openly about a lot of insane things. Things he did. I don't know how he can't get in trouble for that stuff again. But whatever. He's supposed That's to be in jail law. for 100 years, apparently. And he's just and out. He's out. He's just out. He's like, looks like he's 45, yeah. 50. Out chilling. Just fine. Yeah, so like I said, we found out very very quickly that, you know, Carol Baskins and Joe have a thing going on. They are, Quite you know, Joe's sending her poisonous snakes in the mail. Uh, Carol is, you know, sending all kind of de- cease and desist things and, and all kind of craziness. They're just going, they're just going back and forth. We also find out about Carol Baskins real fucking quick as well. Mm-hmm. Carol Baskins, uh, she was previously married and then she met Don Lewis, who apparently is like the bill gates of i don't know what he does i still don't really fully grasp what he does but he walks around looking like a regular schmegular dude every day Mm -hmm. and everybody they talked to was like he's worth 20 million dollars he's worth five million dollars he's worth 11 million dollars he's worth upwards of 60 million dollars we never really put a pin on what he's worth but he met carol carol loved cats or don loved cats i think don loved cats first maybe introduced her to the love of cats and carol was like let's fucking get all the cats so at a point in her life, Carol also bred cats, mm-hmm. which is something she's now against and fighting against and all these things, even though she has a, a fucking uh, sanctuary where people come and buy tickets and, you know, she's profiteering off cats as well. So I still don't even understand how she doesn't see the hypocrisy of that. But whatever. That's Carol fucking Baskins. Well, and that's what Joe's whole issue was, was he just felt like she was a hypocrite and that she was trying to like fuck him over even yes. though he felt like she was doing the same thing absolutely they're all they're all bad yeah they're all bad in their own ways not really a redeemable person in the bunch other maybe some aside characters sure but no none of the main carol joe scarface man doc. Or, and or doc Whew. i haven't Antle. even got i haven't even got to doc yet we're gonna stay with carol for a little bit longer um we also find out with through the course of the show that carol baskin probably killed her fucking husband yeah, because she was she was actually married before him. Uh huh. And then apparently he this this new what'd you say Don 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 found her on the side of the road. Yeah, and, like, and, she po- said and she, he, he like, gave her a gun gave and her said, a- "Hold this gun, while Carol, ho- hold this gun so you feel safe." 
Right. And then from there, they got married a couple months later. Yeah, he left he, his wife. He left his wife and He had kids. a wife and like three kids. And they are all very bitter. Very bitter. And Especially his wife. the wife. Well, yeah, because we found out also that Carol fucking, when, when Don Lewis died, his, his, I'm sorry, when Don Lewis disappeared. Right. Off the face of the fucking earth. Unsolved death. Nowhere. Nobody knows where the body is. He would have been, he would be like 81 years old right now. Maybe older. I'm not really sure. Um... And in his will, which Carol stole the original will and then came back with some other will, apparently. I don't even know. That's craziness. And in that will, it says it starts off saying something to the effects of, you know, upon my disappearance. Yep. Which apparently no will. That lawyer. No will ever says that. That lawyer, that attorney, he was he was basically like she fucking wrote that. Yeah, she wrote that. And it left her everything yep. and uh, the properties, the money and everything. And now she and now Carol, because she's so cutthroat and conniving like Cersei Lannister, she has now convinced herself <laughs> in her brain. And again, documentaries tend to skew one way and don't tell all kind of sides. But to w- the way the documentary made it appear is that Carol Baskin has this guy's family who she stole the husband from. And this woman, apparently Don Lewis was always a, a ladies man and always would hook up with women, but he would always come back home. His home was where he always laid his head and whatever. And finally, this one time, this one woman stole Carol, I mean, stole Don from his original wife Mm -hmm. and left them with nothing. And now she gives them some kind of allowance. Mm -hmm. And if they talk out of turn, she she threatens them with taking it away. So they, they lay pretty low and don't say anything. They said a few things in the documentary, but even... I feel like there's a lot more they could say. Oh, and that yeah. mom was basically talking out of the fucking clenched lips. They might get their own documentary. Shoot. Everybody in this deserves their own. There could be 17 spinoffs from this. There really could. I want to see a spinoff of the guy with the uh, the clown themed legs. He he had a he had a uh, slingshot car. The, the oh. And he had a skeleton sitting passenger side. Oh. The, the documentary was so crazy that we didn't even notice that. I saw that in a meme. Wow. If you look at that scene again, the guy... Pulls up towards the end of the documentary, the guy with um no like prosthetic legs, and he's in this kind of cool sporty car, and there's a skull, like I mean like a, a skeleton, like a Halloween skeleton, full body, dressed up, sitting in the passenger seat. Didn't know And that's nothing. That's nothing that doesn't even that's the that's a blip on this documentary. Yep. It's insanity. Anyway, we're gonna move up from Carol Bassins for a bit. Because Carol Baskin's uh, Carol Baskin, as she starts to talk, she tells us, you know, about the litany of other characters uh, besides Joe Exotic, who are also evil and trying to take down. I mean, and and, and you know, and, and hurting animals and, and, and all these terrible, terrible things. And that's where we were introduced to Vagabond Doc Antel and Scarface Man, which I will continue to call him because I still don't have his name on hand. So. <clears throat> Mario, right? Mario something. Yes, Mario something, but I can't remember his he's last like, name. He's like, he's just, he's an ex-mobster. He's something, yeah. From Mob may be inaccurate. He's some kind of cartel type of thing. Something. Colombian, Cuban, something of that sort. And he lives in Miami. Right? He was a, he's apparently the inspiration for Scarface. I'm not just calling him Scarface in some kind of racist right. thing. He apparently literally <laughs> is the, the, the inspiration for the Scarface movie. <laughs> He he a guy was killed on his property. He would go into banks with duffel bags full of money. He would pick up the phone and, and, and tell the FBI, I can I know you're on the phone. Would you like to go, buy some drugs? And he was brought down. But apparently it didn't stick, even though he was again, apparently he was convicted of a crime and was sentenced to 100 years. 
And as I live and breathe, he's in the documentary sitting in the lap of luxury with his wife, owning cats and a Bentley. Mm-hmm. He's not in a prison. Nope. So. Don't know what happened there. I don't know. And I don't, you know something? I don't want to ask any questions because sometimes you're not meant to know. And I don't want to piss that guy off. I'm okay with him being uh, where he is. Very entertaining man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What else have we Doc, got? You were talking about Doc. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, so Doc Antel. Uh, okay, so Doc Antel is in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Yep. And he is probably the next candidate for a docuseries. Yep. Or prison because he is running a cult. Yep. He is definitely burning those animals that, you know, all of them, everybody apparently is killing and euthanizing the tigers when they don't suit their plan anymore. But you know what? I don't think Carol is. I don't think Carol. Well, listen, then. I think Carol will kill. Hey, people. say what you will. She'll kill her. She killed her husband, probably, but she would people. never kill a cat. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not sticking up for her. But it's funny. It's because I think she. I well, think, she also I doesn't. She, she also husband. doesn't sell cubs, and she also doesn't let you pet the tigers when you're there. She has her little rules that she, you know, does. But I tell you what else she does that Joe also does. She is either paying those people that work there no money. Mm-hmm. She has created some kind of hierarchy system where you get a blue shirt or a yellow shirt, or a red shirt, and it's very Scientology what she's doing. You know. Oh, very. I'm just saying the only thing though. I think the only difference. With Carol, is she doesn't hurt. Is the, I don't the think cats. she actually hurts the animals. That's fine. I'll give her but that. But I think that's she fine. Hurt, I think she hurts people. She definitely hurts. But people. I think she killed her husband. But I don't think she euthanizes the the cats. I'll give her that. But, unless unless it's like necessary. Like but a, you know. I, yeah, yeah. That's I think that is the only difference, and I think that's what lets her feel like she's on her, her high horse. But yeah, it's like they, she lets them like live their life out, and she, you know. she makes millions off of off of these cats still, and, and made having... millions off of killing her husband, possibly. Sure, sure. But so anyway, yeah. Doc. Yeah, Doc. And also another thing I want to get into before we because they all have this in common. So all three of these people, and probably Mario, whatever Scarface as well, they're all egomaniacs. Now, Doc Antel doesn't pay the women. Nope. He pays them in staying there, trickery, and boob jobs. Yep. Uh, he, like, makes them get boob jobs. He, In his mind, he probably just suggests it. Like, sure. you know what would hurt, help the business if everybody was more attractive to the eye? And, you know, if you ever thought about getting boob jobs, and then the women go, well, I didn't really. Oh, hear me out, though. If you ever thought about getting it, I would absolutely pay for the fees and, and, and I'd be more than happy to do that for you and, See, and give you the time you need to recover. I think he has a much more fucked up way of doing it. I think he brings a young girl in and then and then Makes manipulates her oh, okay, and okay. then is like, you know, oh, if only you were more attractive, you know, mm, oh, oh, well, you know, may, them, maybe if them. we... Maybe if you looked better, we'd have more more people coming in here. If you weren't such trash, because one of the girls, the girl Barb, the girl Barbara that got out, she said that he would make you feel like you're absolute trash. That's what I'm saying. So I and he takes young girls who are manipulated, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, type of young, and he fucking grooms them. Yes, and then um, you know, makes them feel bad about themselves. There, he's super into like Hinduism. Yeah, I gave them all different new Made them change their names legally. Names. Legally. They legally change their names. Not he, not nicknames. They legally change their names. And then he bangs them all and has their own houses. And well, he bangs the ones that want to climb the ladder of success. Oh, because yeah. Because if you don't climb the ladder of success, you live in... There's other houses on the property that are like shitty trailers and mm-hmm. shit with roaches in them. But if you want to live in a nice big house with you know a nice view and you have nice clothes and all these kind of things... 
you got to fuck him and probably have a kid with him. I'm I'm assuming all the ones that are like really featured There's like five or probably six. Probably all have a kid with him or something like that. Oh, yeah. Which he won't let you get into. Nope. He really gets defensive when the when the documentarian tries yeah, to kind of dig a little show bit. Yeah, they one kid, but there's got to be more. Yeah. And that kid's like 17 or something. Yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to note, uh Joe pays those people the equivalent of a dollar 55 an hour mm. for 12-hour days which equals out to about $155 a week, and also truck meat. From the reject... Reject the day they're, they're, expired. The day... Yeah. It's the day it expired, and probably up later. Reject It's probably mixed meat. in like a day... This is this expires today. This expired last week. Rejection meat from Walmart. Rejection... So already not quality meat, because it's from Walmart. So rejection meat... from The meat Walmart doesn't want. Uh, lodging, which is... a You know, put that in quotes... And a dollar fifty five an hour about, but That's at least he, I don't think Carol Baskins her all her people are saying we're volunteers. They are. We do this because we love, so that she's not paying them according to them, mm-hmm. and they get some kind of hierarchy system, and you know maybe hopefully if you become a gold shirt, whatever she promises at that level, I don't even know, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's also some kind of payment system within that where you buy your shirt or you have to donate or buy. I'm sure she's also getting money from that type of oh, thing yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, for she's sure. She's also doing tours, morning, noon, and night, kids tours, all kind of tours, educational seminars. She's making a boatload of money. Anyway, back to Doc Antel, a.k.a. Vagabond. So what Vagabond. do we got? What, Vagabond. What do we got? So he's a cult leader for sure. Sex cult. Sex, sex cult. If you want to get ahead, you got to fuck the boss. Yep. He has a soul patch, which yes. I was very unsettled by. <laughs> the flavor is in that savor. Who knows? I mean, no. God, there's, you know, tiger blood and all kind of shit up in that patch. A lot. He has an elephant, which he rides through the town like some sort of Dr. Doolittle type of character. He doesn't deserve that elephant. No, but his, the elephant's name is Bubbles. And Bubbles is his friend, apparently, and he doesn't hurt Bubbles, apparently. Uh, well, this is all apparently. I don't know. aren't all the tigers his friends? Yes. Uh, according to him. According to them. And it's funny. Him and Joe both have the same script where they're saying... Because uh, the big issues that Carol has are the petting of the tiger. That she thinks that that's sorry, I had a burp. She thinks that's considered abuse. The petting of the tiger cubs, and they sell the tiger cubs. Probably, a tiger cub costs twenty five hundred dollars. You can get a tiger for twenty five hundred dollars. Seems insanely low. You can get a used Ford Focus for $2,500 <laughs> for the same price of a Tiger Cub. You can get an automobile. But I think you can get like certain um certain breeds of dogs and cats like like I had a Samoya when I was a young boy. I had a Samoya. His name was Nico. He was $1,200. A Tiger cost two Nikos. That blows my mind. It blows my mind too. I mean I don't. I, I know someone who paid eighteen hundred dollars for a domestic cat. We've stayed like at their kitten. house. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. like, like a kitten, like a regular kitten. I was shocked. Yeah, but it, that's a regular kitten. She's just really pretty. She is really pretty. I know. Yeah, but um. So uh, back to back to Doc Antel. So the soul patch really left me unsettled. I'm still not recovered from that. It was a lot to see. He has a ponytail as well, and not yes. a cool man bun like a. Like a like a douchey, at the back of your neck. Mm-hmm. The ponytail. long pony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The long yeah, pony. Yeah. Not even like yeah. a top knot or a high pony. 
uh, middle of the back of your head ponytail. I just really, the name, the names bothered me because I never saw him or, or act in a way that showed anything else to do with that culture. No. He had one of those heads, you know, one of those like uh, yoga heads, like a big giant statue. You know, the head, like the beaded yeah. s- statue. Yeah. He had a big giant one, like on the ground somewhere. Oh, I and didn't he te- see he, that. he lures the women in because he tells them, like, I believe in the practice of yoga and veganism, and he knows the right okay. words to say to get the right type of girl in. Yeah, you know, wayward girls who don't really know who they are yet, but they know, you know, I don't hurt animals, mm-hmm. and that's enough for him. He can he can do his damage from there. Sure he can, can deprive them of meat and protein, so they become more susceptible to brainwashing tactics, and the whole thing's a real uh cat. Catastrophe. Wow. How, have you been waiting to say that for a while? Was that on the tip of your tongue? <laughs> I got a couple of those, so just okay. you know, buckle up. Uh, you know, so now we can just we can just go ahead and just talk about the insanity. We've we've kind of covered the three main characters. What are some of the craziest things that happened in this documentary for you that you're still not recovered from? Um, some of the crazy storylines. Does it or, need to be chronological? No, no, no. We're just going okay. now. People get we, we we we've covered the characters, and you know, uh, I'm gonna get back into some chronological stuff. But just what what are some fuck? We we're gonna jump around a bit and just talk about some of the crazy madness. I would say the fact that I think it is pretty damn obvious that Joe burned his own studio down. Oh, absolutely. And got rid of that guy's entire, in yes. entire uh archive of footage yeah the whole yeah. archive so of what everything happened, yeah. that was gonna be joe exotic tv <sighs> and that guy was just oh my god i can't only guess what the name would have been it would have been on a and e and it would have been produced by rich kirkin kirkham yeah that would have been the first thing that came up and it would have just been the most amazing reality television I know. show I, know. Yeah, I mean it would have been dog the bounty hunter on steroids it would have been oh it would have been incredible it would have been truly incredible so what happened was uh, Joe started doing some research as far as paperwork was concerned because Joe doesn't have anything in his name. And what happened was Carol, Joe, <laughs> we're gonna we actually we're actually gonna get a little chronological to get to that point. So Carol sues Joe because Joe decided he's gonna change his name of his animal sanctuary to just about the same fucking name as, as it's, logo. they just used a different logo. You could even say he was a bit of a copycat. How many more of those do you have? How many more of those jokes? Did you just... Oh, many, many more, many more. Did you Google them before this? Did I Google words with the word cat in it? (laughs) No. There's not a website dedicated to... If I go in your phone history, You don't need to go into my phone history. I don't... That's not even a website. Anyway, Carol sues Joe for that, for being a copycat. He loses a million-dollar lawsuit, and that's where the conniving in Carol comes, because she... Because she finds out Joe doesn't have a million dollars and nothing in his, is in his name. So she goes, I want everything. I want whatever you, your watch, I this, your his, bed. His what, parents' house. His parents. She sues his parents. She sues everybody. Joe goes, okay, well, if you want it, come pick up the pieces. He starts blowing shit the fuck up. Because in Oklahoma, you can just go to a, a gun store and buy fucking dynamite and bullets and explosive bullets. And he goes out there and he blows everything up. Anyway, long story short, he he in the in the uh, process of liquidating some things, he finds out he doesn't even own Joe Exotic TV. Nope. Rich Kirkham got him to sign something at the beginning. Whereas not only does he own Joe Exotic TV, he owns any footage that's been filmed over the last X amount of years. So in in short, he owns Joe. 
Joe doesn't take very kindly to that. He has a meeting with his lawyer. There's some weird. I don't know why he. Joe undercover filmed his lawyer telling him to destroy the the footage. Yeah, I don't. It was Joe. He hit a like a camera in his pocket and filmed his lawyer incriminating himself to commit a crime. And then lo and behold, a week later, the whole fucking storage unit with the whole. I'm sorry. It was like an entertainment studio. The whole thing goes up in flames, killing 10 alligators who John loved. Yes. His husband, John, loved the gators. Yeah. He was very devastated by that. Also destroying all of Rich Kirkham's footage, which sent him spiraling because it destroyed. I mean, he, he, he had lived there for like six years. Something crazy. He had been living there for years just, just filming in, this. In like bumfuck. Yeah, bumfuck Oklahoma, as he, his own words. Spending every day with this, this lunatic. A lunatic. And, but he knew it was all gonna. It was all worth it because what he was getting on film was a hundred percent worth and it. And he said it was his retirement, and it yes. would have been. Oh, he would have been. But, he would have been a million, a millionaire at least fifty times over. He would have been incredibly in the wealthy from that. Middle show. of the night, uh, somehow some person with who look house. some person on footage who looks like they have a limp and wore a knee brace. Hmm. Joe wears wears a knee brace. Walked in. And burn the whole thing to the ground. Also, coincidentally, some servers and some documents and yep. some other things that were Joe's and also tied up in a lawsuit that he was involved in and all kind of other things all happened to, quote unquote, happen to burn up in the fire as well. Joe then puts out a $10,000 reward in bumfuck Oklahoma and not a fucking single person stepped forward with information on it. And he felt confident in doing that because he did it. Definitely. He could have made the reward $100,000 because nobody was going to come and say anything because the only person that could come and say anything was him. And that was the end of Rich Rich uh, Kirkham in, yeah. in, in his part in all this. Fun right? fact, not so fun. Rich Kirkham, you know, he was devastated, moved to Dallas, Texas after that, got an apartment. Shortly after moving to Dallas, Texas and moving to that apartment, that apartment burned down. Really? Now, I'm not, you know, speculate where you will. I'm not saying Joe did it because it's Dallas and... He, you know that he's in in Oklahoma, but but there was a dog in there's a dog in the documentary that was riding around the car with uh, Rich yeah. as well. That caught, the dog died in the fire. <gasps> oh god! Yeah, it was like his buddy. Oh, yeah, it was like his god. buddy. So shout out to Rich Kirkham, man. That's that was that's a rough and his doggy. That's oh, a rough god. year. That's a rough year for a person. Oh, so that happened the same year. Yeah, I mean, he you know he like kind of picked up the pieces of his life. Mo- he moved. Mm. To away from Joe because he wasn't allowed on the property anymore. I tell you what, I think that could be connected. Was he locked up yet? No. Yeah. It was it was like it was it was it was within a month of moving. That's gotta be He connect. was still you know, if we're if we're here to speculate and play, you know, conspiracy theorists, he was still pissed that the guy owned yeah. took all of his footage and then made he made me burn all my stuff. He made me burn my stuff. And he's gotta pay. Mm-hmm. That's the conspiracy. I'm not saying that Joe did that, but that is a hell of a question. But he could have. He could have. It's possible. Wow. Yeah. Hadn't heard that one. Yeah, so back on the timeline, uh from there, Rich Kirkham's done and now Carol is coming for everything mm-hmm. and it's looking like joe's gonna lose everything the the he's 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 trying to pass it from person to person the the, the uh he's 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 sent he's he's passing the deed to the sanctuary if you want to call it that because we found out like the last episode it is an absolute it's it's not it, it became not okay and maybe joe started off as a guy who really cared about animals but by the end of it he was an absolute you monster. know i think he did i think in the beginning he really when looked- he opened that zoo up we'll call it a zoo when he opened that zoo up in honor of his brother gw 
I think he really had a genuine love and care for the for Tigers. I think they were there for him at a point in his life. He had broken his back. He got in a car accident when he was drunk and probably suicidal because, you know, he you know, his, his dad Disowned said some really him. Yeah. And he broke his back, moved somewhere where they took care of cats and tigers and stuff, and they were kind of part of his recuperation and get, getting healthy again. And and then shortly after that, his brother died, you know, and he opened up that zoo with a previous husband named Brian Ryan. Really? Yeah, he had a, he had a, he had a husband in the eighties named Brian Ryan who was with him from the inception of the zoo. Brian Ryan died in two thousand one. Hmm. From eighty six to about then, they were they were very much in love. Wow! And a lot of people believe that's he started to spiral from there. That's when he became more eccentric with the clothes. Well, and all I these think so. I mean, I think Joe's. I think Joe was always like crazy, like as in like goofy, crazy, sure. eccentric. But, but a I, lot of dark things happened yeah. to him. That's you know you know I, I slowly think he drove him a little lost insane. His mind. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, slowly but surely, step by step. And one thing about Joe that I I love in the thing is that he really loves love. He's a hopeless romantic, <laughs> you know. He loves love. You, put no them, matter what you say about old, the dudes, big, big, put them big old balls in my yeah. Face. He put them big old balls in my face. He's which he said at the eulogy of another spouse, which we'll get to. I mean, that's that was fucking insane. But anyway, Ryan, Brian Ryan dies in two thousand one. He then uh, meets another guy, um, whose name I don't have on hand right now. Give me a second. John? Finley? No, 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 no. There's another guy. His name was J C. J C. Harpins. Before before John. this is before John. This is like the last relationship before John. Uh, um, before um, John. Okay. J C Harpens was later convicted of murder. Oh. I don't know if it was. I don't think it was anything to do with anything doing anything for Joe. But I don't know. But J C Harpens, him, Joe, J C, and another guy who was like a juggalo apparently were in kind of a thruple. J C goes to prison for life, and then he eventually ends up with John. Okay. And. You know, that's where we get to where we are now. John and then Travis comes into play. He loves to just surround himself with people who will let him. I don't know if he has sex with these guys. That was never confirmed or denied. He's very affectionate with them. And the the guys later come out and say that we aren't gay. We I was addicted to this. He bought me this. So I just would let him. But he loved to hug them and kiss them on their cheeks and, and snuggle with them. And he loved all that stuff. And, so he, and he would marry He them. loved them. He would marry them like right away. Yes. His like, feelings on Mary. His feelings for them were very genuine. No matter yeah. how they felt about him, he Joe really cared about those guys. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the slow descent in the madness. So Joe is very on the brink of losing everything. Income fucking Jeff Lowe. Oh. Now, Jeff Lowe was a very interesting character to me because at first I was I was like, a guy with this much money doesn't just stumble upon a fucking tiger farm in Oklahoma. That's bullshit. Then I saw the Ferrari. Yeah. And that I'm such a I I'm such a you, you said that too. Yeah. You said, "Oh, oh, I'm yeah. not skeptical anymore. He has a Yeah, he has I'm a Ferrari. S- I'm such a car whore that I was like, "Oh, a Ferrari? Oh, well, then he, yeah, he has money then. Never mind. Uh, my mistake. He definitely has money." And Joe believes he has money too, and him and Joe become fast friends. Mm-hmm. And the moment him and Joe's relationship was cemented was when Joe was on the phone with Carol and her husband Howard. And they were, you know, Howard and Carol were talking that big boy shit. You need to get us the money. And, you know, because they were talking from a position of power. They were basically being Cersei and Jamie Lannister over the phone. Mm-hmm. You need to get us the money. And if you can do it this way, I guess we'll let, I guess we'll leave your mother alone. In comes Jeff, who calls Carol a cunt and hangs up the phone on her. Joe 
from that moment on, Joe was hooked. And I, I know Jeff did it. I know he, you know, you know, what I, you know what I mean. He knew that doing that would put Joe in his pocket. You know, you know, you get what I mean. Oh yeah, because Joe was like, oh, I love this guy. Yeah, he just stood up. He knew for that me. would. He knew that would ingratiate Joe to him. He called Carol a cunt. Yeah, he knew that would. He was I like, it's me. Him. It's me and him. Now I'm. Now I'm backed. Carol's got a bunch of money and power. And now I got money and power because Carol Baskin came into those people's lives like a fucking train wreck. Apparently, Joe was making upwards of $50,000 sometimes when they would go do mall visits and things like that and let kids pet cats. Carol Baskins hired some kind of PR person. That PR person hired a, a private investigator and they went around to all the calling all the malls and stuff saying, hey, man, this dude abuses animals. And if you if you let him there, you're a culpable and you're wrong and you're terrible and they shamed all these places into not allowing him to do, do that anymore and he stopped making money it dried him up and then she was like now and and you can't sell cats anymore and he's like well how the fuck am i gonna pay you the million dollars these are this is how i make the money so that also contributed to his slow descent into madness he's losing money it costs a ridiculous amount of money to feed a tiger something about like ten thousand dollars a year to feed one tiger and he had like 1,200 tigers or something at a point. I mean, it's that's an insane amount of money, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, back on that time, like I said, Jeff Lowe's in the picture. Um, we start finding out that, you know, Jeff Lowe is a high roller. He's from Vegas. His wife, they, you know, they painted a whole picture. We, you know, we travel all around the world. We meet, we all, we, me and my wife hook up with these cute girls and they, they, they love tigers. The, the, the thing about this documentary Really painted this picture that everybody wants to pet a tiger. Which I'm, like, confused about because, like, I think tigers are cool. I love wildlife. But, like, I've never sought that out. Well, then, apparently, according to Vagabond, you're just broken inside. Wow. That's how bold he was. He he said, everybody wants to pet a tiger, take a photo with a tiger, hug a tiger. And if you don't, there's just something wrong with you. You're broken inside or you're just a dark person. Those are the, that's the spectrum. That's according to big cat people. Wow. Either you're a normal person who loves to pet cat tigers because who doesn't? It's amazing. Or you're, some, you're weird. You're weird, dark. You're fucked up inside. That's the spectrum. That's coming from him, too. So yeah. That's saying something. So as Joe continues to descend into madness, he ends up giving the zoo to, to Jeff for safekeeping because mm-hmm. he doesn't want Carol coming after him anymore. And then we find out that Jeff is a fucking con man he's a con artist he's a con artist and i don't know where the plan started if it was always the plan to come and take the zoo whatever it was uh but he ends up he ends up he had the zoo pretty early on Mm -hmm. and then he started he stopped being joe's wingman and started being joe's boss yep and joe didn't like that very much Joe did not like that and and then in the midst of all of these things joe decides to run for president first and then he lost that and then decided to run for governor of Oklahoma. Yeah. And that was some of the most fascinating television I've ever seen in my life. It really The campaign was. videos, the going to the parades and all of these kinds of things. Um, and then in the midst of that, when he decides to run for governor, we meet one of my favorite characters, a more subtle one. Uh, his campaign manager, Joshua Dial, mm-hmm. who I loved. I thought he was, he had a sweet face. He did. And he really, <laughs> I think he worked at Walmart. He was so, he, <laughs> he was so defeated. Yeah, he worked at Walmart, but he genuinely had a desire to be he a did. campaign manager. I know. And I, he never would have gotten that opportunity. Like, no, 
fucking Bernie Sanders is not going to get Joshua Dial to run his campaign. But in comes fucking this crazy dude who has no political beliefs. And Josh is like, well, I can get him to just believe what I believe. Did he know him from getting? Yeah, he bought he worked in the ammo. He he worked in the ammo section of of Walmart. Ammo. Yeah. And he was, you know, I guess Joe. I don't know. I don't know Joe's approach to people. I know how he gets his men with the penis question. How straight are you? And he goes, pretty straight. And I said, do you watch porn? He says, yeah. I said, well, do you enjoy the guy with the little one doing her, or do you enjoy watching the guy with the big one doing her? And he says, well, obviously, you want to watch the guy with the big one. I said, well, you ain't that straight. <laughs> Great question. Maybe he asked him some kind of question like that, like... <laughs> About you, no, he might. The question might have been, "Do you know anything about politics? You want to be my campaign manager?" Yeah. And that's like this guy Josh's dream job, and you know, obviously, he would love to have backed a viable candidate who really had a shot. But where else are you going to get the experience? So Josh does his best that he can by creating like a plan for if you if he wins governor, which is hilarious that he did. Um, he got like twenty percent. Oh, I was I was going to get there because there's a point. Like the night before they the election happens and they're talking to people on the street, and you go, "Is he gonna win?" Like, yeah, you had a moment. They where asked you're the like, dude on the street. No they, he goes, "Well, he can't be any he he can't be any worse than any governor we've ever had in the history of Oklahoma." And I went, "Really?" Well, another guy went, "Yeah, man, it's a breath of fresh air. He's doing stuff different." And then another girl said something that like mirrored a Donald Trump, like a like a statement. It was like. He doesn't say things the right way all the time, but I understand where he's coming from and something, something to that effect. And I was like, oh, my God, he might win. He could he might become the governor of a state. Yep. It's scary. He got enough of the vote that he was they had to they had to talk about him during election night. He wasn't some one percent aberration or something. He He was was in third place. He was up there doing the debate. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it was amazing. And oh, and then being in the state of Oklahoma and you know talking about fucking men or whatever you know he was really i love that's that's what really endeared me to joe is that one he's a maniac and he's a terrible person and all these things all those things are true but he's openly gay he is a spectacle to behold i mean when 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 saf got her arm bitten off joe went and put on a medical like a medical uh, jacket like you know he has his little swingy jackets the little cowboy jackets oh yeah he had a medical themed one so he he's a he gets into these characters he dresses up a certain kind of way i mean it's pretty fascinating during the process of him campaigning and doing all these things the debates and the campaign commercials and all that stuff he took a step back from his responsibilities at the at the zoo Mm -hmm. and that didn't sit well sit well with jeff or his henchman alan Alan. Alan, who comes in, comes out of nowhere, deep into the thing, and then turns out to be a major player in a big scandal that kind of puts a bow on the whole thing. Uh, anyway, uh, in this episode that I'm describing, where we, it's called like Make Joe Exotic Great Again or something like that. It's, it's real <laughs> deep dive into the campaign thing. This is the episode where we find out, you know, you know about Travis and Joe's relationship, where yep. they met at 19. You know, Joe had the meth, Joe had the cars, Joe had the guns. Same thing with John. He got John some crazy pink gun and 
got them all kind of stuff. And Travis was methed out and liked riding bikes and all these kind of things. And both John and Travis were having sex with girls on the thing at mm-hmm. the place and getting girls pregnant and all kind of stuff. And uh, Joshua, who was the campaign manager, was in the zoo one day having a conversation with Travis. And Travis had a gun out and was kind of waving it around. And Joshua told him, hey, man, I don't like guns pointed at me. Relax. And Travis goes, hey, man, it's cool. Relax, man. The gun's not loaded. It's fine. See? And they don't show him commit suicide, but they show the reaction of Joshua. Who saw who it. Who saw it. It was, was right off room. camera. Like you see the you see the whole screen lights up with the, with the gun flash. I mean, it is the closest you're going to come to seeing that dude kill himself. It was shocking. Yeah. It, 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 I it, can't believe the room showed, was silent. I can't believe they showed that. When that happened, the room was... Our, the room was silent. We were watching just... It, it, it's like we saw the moment of it. Yeah, we saw him Without die. seeing... Actually seeing him. Yeah, it was it, just wild. It, it was it was a horrible, yeah. horrible, horrible, horrible accident. But, you know, the guy was drugged out. He was drugged out. He was very depressed. There was a lot going on, man. Um, and that, again, that poor Joshua guy just wanting, wanting to get into politics. Yeah. And had to witness that. I mean, I cannot even. Yeah, that's that's something you don't bounce back from, man. That that's tough, man. Well, anytime Joshua would talk, you know, he had so much like remorse in his voice, or like I said, I said earlier, like he sounded like he was just like defeated, and he was like, why did like feeling almost like why did I even get involved in all this? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you could almost say he was a bit catatonic. Okay. Again, so that's your third one. How many more do you have? You have a few more up your sleeve. Oh, I can keep them coming. Um, but no, seriously though, yeah. Uh, so Travis kills himself accidentally. We're gonna say, even though they did allude to him, you know, having some darkness in him and some depression and things like that, and he was addicted to drugs. Right? Yeah, very heavy drugs. Uh, and Joe has a funeral at the zoo. He sure does. We, we're introduced to Travis's mom, and then you meet his mom, you kind of go, "Oh man, he, he didn't really have a shot," you know. Like Travis, she looked, she looked like she, she looked was like she something. was high at the funeral, she was which would only explain how you allow a man to sing a song at your son's funeral, mention that he pulls his balls out and puts them on your face Put during the eulogy, big old balls in my face, and also uh, promoted his campaign. Not a day of mourning, but a day of celebration to celebrate the life of. Travis Michael Mozzanotto. And we spent the last four years of our life together. And I asked him every day, I said, why me? He said, because God put me here to make you smile and that's my job. And it didn't matter how stupid he had to get. (laughs) But if I was sitting there concentrating as short as I could on the computer to write a letter to a senator or a congressman or something else in the front coming rub them balls in my face. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody that works here knows exactly what I'm talking about because you've seen his balls. <laughs> they were like golden nuggets to that boy. This old town to do dramatics, you know, drama. He has to do a show wherever he goes or whatever he does. He was even acting there. 
That's the worst thing ever in my whole life. My son being gone. I miss him greatly. Yeah. You know, we got married when he was 19 years old. There was 32 years difference between us. Joe was the year older than me. And, yeah, I thought it was very odd. I don't know. I just didn't think that was right. <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying that Joe doesn't have emotions about things. Mm-hmm. But through the process of this documentary, we've seen him be in a mode of seeming like he's talking genuinely mm-hmm. and then flub a line and be ready to go back to his mark yeah. and start from scratch. Yeah. And that's the sign of a sociopath. When he's talking about the fire in the uh, studio and he's saying, the alligators they were burnt to nothing but fires and flames. Fires and flames. Oh, take it back. Uh, fires and brimstone and flames. Brim- we're going to go brimstone and flames. Like he... You, like, for a like second he, he can just be on yeah for a second you go oh he's really mad about that and then you see that moment and you go he did that he's a really good actor no i mean like to, i don't think he's a really good actor no i, I oh. mean in, in the way that he like i thought joe was genuine at times yes and then we'd see a scene like that where and like you, go, you oh. see him cut he's like you know sort of like cut okay yeah. like let me do that again yeah and it's like oh and then you shit. go oh nothing it could be nothing is genuine. yeah it I could know. all be an act. It could all be an act. I mean, I felt like he really loved John and Travis. Yeah. But he. But then in comes. Uh, in comes. Uh, I think it was like a month later. He started. He, yeah, he, Dylan. He meets Dylan Passage. Married a new little guy. Dylan. Not only did he marry a new guy, he calls Travis's mom. Oh. To meet him, take a photo with them, so he could post it on social media as if she gave him their blessing. And then never talked to her again. And then married uh, uh, Dylan. Dylan Passage, took his last name, and moved on with his life like nothing happened. Yeah. And that makes you go, okay, again, I know people, you know, I have family members who love love. And it's really easy. Like, when you're in the moment, that first couple months, you love da 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 But then when it's over, it's it's done. It never happened, and I can move on and never speak their name. or yeah. I just love the act of loving. I love the act of, like, a new relationship. And, th- and that's Joe. He's a perpetual new relationship type of person. Mm-hmm. He loves the new relationship. And those new relationships can sometimes last for a long time. But when they go sour, he's like, okay, well, I need a new thing. I need it's a like, new person here. Why does he take it as far as marriage, though, every time? Because I feel like marriage is... <laughs> it, just means, it just means, like, you're committed to me. Now, none of that. I don't believe many of them are legal marriages. Okay. He just does a ceremony. I don't think they're signing anything. So you don't it's not legal. It's just they just do this they just do a ceremony. Okay. I mean whether or not gay marriage is legal or not is not the point. Well, he it's, changed his name to Maldonado, so Travis's last name. You could change your name without being named, legally married? Okay. Well, I just didn't know if it was legal there or not. I'm not sure what is legal and what's not legal in Oklahoma. It doesn't seem like a lot of much isn't legal in Oklahoma. <laughs> it seems like you can pretty much do whatever you want in Oklahoma. Well, you can own a cat. You can own s- You can own a big cat. You can own infinity guns. You can own infinity guns. You can own explosives. There's a ton of land and you can do just about anything there. So, I don't I don't know what the limitations are. But a guy that we haven't talked about much who comes in pretty big towards the end is James Garrettson. James Garrison is the human Chucky doll. He's the okay. little red. He's a little redheaded man with the with the bowl cut. Who is he? Has red hair? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Really? Pretty sure he's red hair, redheaded, and has a bowl cut. Definitely know about the bowl cut. 
I yet. thought he was a. I thought he had brown hair. So he comes into play when Joe is trying to get Jeff to do. He comes into some kind of play with some kind of business venture. He he's a really seedy guy. He sold that guy. He sold the guy with the prosthetic legs a stolen Hummer apparently. Yep. Which he then contested a point. And he's like, if it was stolen, how can I sell it? So he's so like, I didn't. That was. Came, I guess that was logic. I don't know. He came on to be like another business partner, right? Yes. Of Jeff's. Of Jeff's. But he was also shady as fuck. He was also super shady as fuck. He worked at a strip club and uh, he said that Travis and John would be at the strip club a lot. They both loved to come to the strip club. He was one of the guys that was like, those guys weren't gay, man. Yeah. They were just doing whatever they had to do. Anyway, uh, this guy, <laughs> James Garrison, it turns out, He's working for the feds. He's a double agent, undercover informant who, man, this this is where it gets so complicated. Okay, so somebody came up with a plan to kill Carol Baskin. She was getting out of control. She was suing them left and right. And she was trying to get the the government to outlaw big cats, Mm -hmm. uh, like owning big cats, which that affected. That's when it brings everybody into play. That's when Doc Antel is like, they all, it's everybody's like, fuck Carol Baskin. Because they're trying to, she's trying to take away our livelihood. But apparently, Jeff, Joe, and this human Chucky dog character, they came up with the idea. And then it comes out later on that no, Joe was in another room. But long story short, uh, Jeff gets his henchmen to lie basically and create this whole thing about exchanging money because they needed to, the government the federal government needed there to be proof that there was money exchanged for a murder for hire and Allen says that the money exchanged hands with him and he was he went down there to kill her but he didn't he, he changed his mind and apparently all that was a, a lie but long story short Joe ends up in prison for 79 years or no I think it was 27 years, but he was facing 79 years for the like harming animal. They, they threw everything at him mm-hmm. and a murder for hire. But the murder for hire was so thin. They had no proof. You know, so I'm really interested in this case. I, I think it's a possibility this case could get reopened just because of this shed light on that. Oh, it could. Thing. It could. Uh, but James Garrison was a very fascinating character. And he got butt hurt because Jeff went through this whole thing, stole the zoo from Joe. Joe's in jail. And now Jeff was trying to open up another zoo with another character. Oh, what is his name? I don't know, but he's a scumbag somewhere else. He and is. So he comes back into play, even though throughout the docuseries he's talking stuff about he liked how Doc Antel had his women trained and those yeah, kind of things. Ew. And Jeff got him to build like 13% of the zoo for free. Yeah. Under the guise that we're partners and we're splitting it. But he was like, I brought all the equipment. I'm sp- Where is the, you know, where is your money being spent? He flipped out. He flipped out and quit. So then, you know, so in yeah, so ew, man, that's that towards the end is where it gets really complicated and, and, and insane. Oh yeah. Very intricate. Yeah, it was, it was a whole it was a whole plot, man. It was I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if Joe's gonna get out, but he's currently Joe is currently sitting in prison for a litany of, of crimes, including one that sounds like he was kind of framed. Yeah. Well, I mean I I feel like we're gonna we're gonna hear stuff about Jeff getting locked up. We're gonna hear stuff about Doc getting locked up, yeah. and even Carol. But I don't know about um, you know, I I don't really think uh Alan <laughs> is gonna get locked up. Yeah, I don't. He was, was he's such a he, yeah, he's such a patsy. No, no, no. But he wasn't though. 
when he was like supposed to be, he was like allegedly going. Yeah, to but be I the think I think he probably got some form of immunity for that. I think I that too. part is done unless he played a role in something else. Yeah, I think his part is pretty done because it was such a he was such a henchman. He didn't. There was no thought in anything. Like his role in it was done, and they used that role to put Joe in jail. Mm-hmm. So I don't see them coming back after him. Now. I don't know what James Garrettson's role is going forward, but he seems to think that his his role is not done yet. Mm-hmm. And the, the the final scene of the thing is like him riding a jet ski. And it's Which incredible. Was, it was First of all, hats off to the document <laughs> the, the documentary. Oh god, this. the guy uh, that made this yeah, is a fucking that made genius. This, oh, I wish I had his name on. He deck. nailed oh, it. Shit, it was perfect. There, was, it was just. I need to I need to find his name. Just because constant it, it was chaos. the it was the perfect combination of. Like he knew what was funny, yes. But he also knew that the subject matter was this very fucked up, fucked up, dark and, world. And yeah, that needed to be dived into, and he did a good job. He didn't just focus on the on the hilariousness. Mm-hmm. He also told the story right. Sure. And that there's something just he nailed it. I mean, the way some of the shots in this, it's kind of a cheat code. I mean, he had. He had Joe to work with. He did, but I mean, he it was such a good balance of all the characters, but then always coming back to Joe. And it was such a good, like, cat and mouse kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. That was good. <laughs> I've got him, too. So, it, but it really was. It was such a good balance of, you know, him really showing how messed up these people were but it also dove into like they all have personality disorders for sure and and they each are fucked up in their own ways but the and the big cat industry is fucked up and yeah kind of it needs to end and that's the common denominator that statistic of there are more tigers in captivity in the united states than there are in the wild in the world that broke my heart that's that's insane to me. That, that means so any sad. tiger that I've ever seen is likely a slave. Yep. Because there's really no other way to put it. There aren't many tigers left living free. So most of the tigers that you see, the tiger in the hangover, the tiger in any kind of uh, VMA performance that you know from the early 2000s or anything like that, whatever you've seen, that tiger then just goes back into some cage. You know, more than not, tigers are just wild animals who are not being domesticated. They're just being wild animals in cages. I just don't understand how it's legal. I mean, it blows my mind. Like, why are these exotic animals legal? You know, I understand animals that have been domesticated, but like, you know, cats, dogs. Eric Good. I'm sorry to interrupt you. His name is Eric Good. Oh. Sorry. It took took a long time. I just. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't get it. And at the end of the documentary, no law was changed. One of them had a lemur. Well, one. (laughs) Yeah, the Why dude. Do you have uh, a lemur? The, yeah, the, the, the Chucky doll. And he said he might get in trouble for that. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, if you're gonna get in trouble for that lemur, you're gonna get in trouble for other shit too. But also. Why have the Why lemur? Why do you have a lemur? Let what him the... be in the forest. Yeah, James. Which now he can't because now he's used to being his lemur. Yeah. It's just. It's really. Doc Ansel had a, a an interesting theory as far as um, or maybe it was Carol. It might have been Carol, but it might have been Carol. It makes more sense that she would say it, where she was saying. Uh, Joe and Doc and all these people have gone to Capitol Hill, brought the tigers, and, th- and they're, uh, you know, 
advocating for keeping these big cat sanctuaries open, they've had these governors and 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 and, and politicians hold the cats and take photos, smiling and all these things. So if they go to turn negative, they look hypocritical, sure. or you know, because they have these pictures. Shaquille O'Neal was in the documentary briefly. He, was. he put out a whole fucking statement, man. I don't know, Joe. I just was, it was, a, I was at a game, I had a game in town and there was, that was the only thing to do. I've never, that is not, I don't have any association with that. I didn't know what he was doing. You know, that's the kind of thing that people had to do when this documentary sure, came out. Sure, they're like, I am not involved. Yeah. There's a footage of, uh, there's footage of Doc Entel at the Britney Spears VMA performance where she had the snake around her. Mm-hmm. He was the animal handler for that. Wow. You know? So now Britney Spears has to come out and go, I didn't know this was 20 years ago. I didn't know this was happening. That You know, that's that's the kind of thing people had to come out and do. Because this is so, it's such a condemnation on the whole thing. Yeah. It's and so nobody bizarre. looks good. No. Even Carol Baskin, who you want to say, if we want to say she doesn't hurt the animals, that's fine. The, the investigation into her husband has been reopened. Sure. Because of this. Yeah. They're looking into it again. And now, it maybe be. she didn't do it. But maybe maybe she didn't do it, but, but nobody knows where she, he's just as gone. Like she did it. Yeah, he, she had to. Have. My little sister asked me today. She called me. She FaceTimed me, and she was like, "Do you think Carol killed her husband?" And I was like, "I think she had to have yeah. because she either fed how, him to those tigers or a, a gator or how, I don't know." Yeah, she's. I, I was like, "Well, how did he disappear then?" And I said, "I really think that." She, you know, got him killed. I don't think she did it her, herself. Yeah. And who could do you have been think her brother? Could have been her dad. Yeah. And that she must have what put him in the meat grinder? Or like, what do you do? Chop him up smaller pieces, put him in the meat grinder. Feed him My to little him. sister asked me what happens with the bones. I don't really know. But if you grind him up. Well, a fun fact from Joe or Doc Tiger's bellies are so acidic. That bones don't pass. The bones get broken up in the stomach. So there would be no bones. So, so now, they can now eat let's bones? Also, let's they also, don't leave bones? They actually eat them? According to Doc. I mean, the human bones are pretty small. It's not like a buffalo femur. Well, but I mean, there would be some part. She had to get rid of all of him. There, I mean, if they found like one bone of his, couldn't they DNA test and do stuff and figure out who it is? She'd po- get rid of all of it. Possibly. We should also... In defense of Carol, put out the other theories that are out there that he went to Costa Rica and just disappeared, that he hid in one of his cars that he had shipped there, uh, that he crashed his plane flying to Costa Rica. Uh, Another theory was that I heard this was a pretty crazy theory that Joe and Don Lewis formed a relationship through their years of being in the same big cat industry and they became friendly and teamed up to try to make it to frame carol to, to take look. him down yeah now that's that doesn't that doesn't have much legs because the whole will thing and she took all his money and all that kind of stuff but yeah. there's some other theories out there, uh, there uh, are. that are not she killed him sure but the guy's gone he's not even and also the thing and my other theory that i told that i talked to you about about howard being yeah. her secret weapon yeah her new husband her new howard. husband being her secret weapon who she's the she's the money She's the cutthroat. She tells him what she wants to do, and he tells her the legal way to do it. Yep, he is like he you knows know, sue all him, the sue her, sue him for this, take him to court for this, uh, defamation, this, that, and the third. And 
declare your husband dead one day after the five years. Because you, somebody has to be missing for five years for you to declare them dead. She declared her husband dead five years and a day later. Yep. So he, she that's a calendar. He knew all that. She had a calendar. Yep. You know, also the whole theory of me and you having of Carol being gone girl. Because yes. she had those journals and the, you know, and then Joe is holding the journals up as if he, oh, he's holding the journals up as if he caught her. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, wait a minute. No, she wrote those herself to make to make Don look bad. Yeah. Like he beats her and does this and does that. And oh, he's talking about disappearing and all. She wrote those to be found. Yeah. She's gone, girl. Mm-hmm. So, oh, man. I know. This was a this was a pretty incredible piece of uh, film, man. Yeah, it uh, was. It's and there's so much more we could talk about. I could I could talk about this, just not. It, my brain would be scatterbrained and oh. and, and, and cattywampus. Wow. <laughs> but, Again, really. But but I don't want to do that. I want to try to keep it. I want to try. I wanted to try to talk about it as contained as we could, and we did our best. And we've kind of come to the end. So what I want to do, uh, because like I said, I, I could talk about this for hours. But what I want to do is I wanted to, one, I want to do a couple of where they are where they are nows. Okay. Because I found a couple of people who, you know, some where they are now, some catch-ups on some people. Just, of you know, from, from the end. So for one, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin is still operating her animal sanctuary, Big Cat Rescue, in Tampa Bay. She also vehemently denies any involvement in the 1997 disappearance of her husband, Don Lewis. Of course she does. Of course. So this has come out and she's she's like, they didn't tell me they were doing this. I thought I was going to be in, I thought I was going to be in catfish. Wow. Blackfish, but with a cat. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. That was a good one. Make sure Neve Shulman doesn't get mad at you. Oh, whatever. He can come see me. Anyway. You love, you love he, him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she vehemently denies that. She says they kind of portrayed her wrong and this, that, and the third. Now, my boy Rick Kirkham. Rick Kirk, Rick Kirkham, who was also in Tiger King, he was, you know, he had the plan to make the best show ever. Uh, he switched careers entirely and is now working as a freelance writer. And according to his Facebook page, he lives in Norway with his wife. Joe drove him out of the country. Yeah. That is, that, it broke him so much that his life's work was destroyed, he had to move to Scandinavia. I believe it. I get it. I mean, especially... It's a devastating blow. He, he had, was going to be the next Duck Dynasty. I think that whether or not any anyone had anything to do with the fire in his apartment, I think that he thinks... Yeah, he's so scarred. He's like, they, they're, so they're he's after like, me. He's like, get me the fuck out of here. You got yeah, rid of my I didn't dog. even think of that angle. Yeah. He's like, even if it wasn't them, he might think it was them. Sure. he. I'm sure he does. Yeah. Because it was the same thing that fucked up his archive. And yeah. then and then it became personal with killing his dog. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rest in peace to the pub. That's so sad. That breaks my heart. Yeah. So Doc Antel. Doc Antel, it, it's been discovered. Like I mentioned it. Doc Antel was the animal handler during Britney Spears' iconic 2001 VMAs performance. In 2020, though, he still operates his exotic animal zoo in Myrtle Beach, the, the Myrtle Beach Safari, located in South Carolina. And he derided Tiger King for being sensationalized entertainment with paid participants in a now deleted Instagram post. So he said that shit was was phony and the people who were in it, they got paid to be in it. And that makes it not a real documentary. 
but then he deleted that. Mm. And I don't believe anything Doc Antel says. Because as soon as the guy went, so are you married to all of them? Oh, you want to try to make me look like I have sex with all these women, huh? Oh, I'm the bad guy. I see what you're trying. It was like he asked a half a question. Oh, yeah. Went off the rails. Uh-huh. So Doc Antel, did, he, I'm sure he didn't like how he was portrayed. Oh, no. They're using words like cult and things uh-huh. like he didn't like. He didn't like that, even though it, it's what it's it is. It's, yeah, it's what it is. Yeah. So Joe Exotic and his Tigers. So Joe was ex- Joe was sentenced to 22 years in prison on in January of this year for his part in a murder for hire plot against his enemy, Carol Baskins. Carol Baskin. I want to say that the S feels it's so it's the Zach Galifianakis in me. Carol Baskin. <laughs> uh, he, he filed a he filed a lawsuit he filed a lawsuit against the U.S. Federal Wildlife Service. <laughs> And the U.S. Department of Interior for ninety-four million dollars, mm. saying his conviction was based on lies, and it it is, it really is. Well, yeah. the redheaded Chucky doll man said, "Man, Joe was not in the room when we came up with that plan. It was Jeff. He said it." I wouldn't be surprised if Joe gets out because of. And the thing is. Let me be clear. Joe's not innocent of everything. No, he definitely kills cats. He kills cats. And now, I- whether he shoots them or euthanizes them. Now, that video of him when he got caught in that cage and he thinks they put cologne on his shoes and he pulled the pistol out and was threatening to shoot the tiger. Mm-hmm. Leo message number 113. My name- they put cologne on my shoes. We heard that Joe was out in the arena while he's filming one of his stupid campaign videos. And this cat was sniffing his shoes and sniffing his shoes. Okay, well, first of all, you haven't recognized the rest of us 40 people that are running. She was just fascinated by his shoes that day. It goes on. Ow, son of a bitch. God damn you. Here's all these people filming Joe being dragged around and nobody's going in there to rescue him. Get out! Go! Get! And nobody helped me. Nobody. Get out of here, you bitch! He came out of the story. Somebody put something on my shoes to get that cat to attack me. I'm gonna shoot you right between the fucking eyes, bitch. What scent makes a liger attack your shoe? If I were gonna, you know, if somebody wanted to kill you, then they would put like sardine oil all over you. Something that the cat wants to eat, not something the cat wants to drool on. Because the perfume, that's all they want to do is just drool all over it. They're just like, <laughs> All of the confusion that the Carol Baskin lawsuits were causing him and all the money was costing him, somebody like Joe just goes crazy. His mood swings are significant. I don't give a shit. Next time you're in jail and you're homeless, be sure you don't call me. Joe is a bad guy. Yeah, for sure. Joe's a bad guy. Fascinating, And, and he is I would, fascinating. If, uh, if I could have one dinner with anybody. But I would hope not. Oh, yeah. It would be KFC. Yeah, KFC, really? the the um the KFC Famous Bowls. Okay. Remember those? Where it has corn. It's the mashed potatoes, the corn, and the chicken bits, and then it's all smothered in gravy. We'd each have like three. You would. Yeah, we'd have like three of those and um, Baja Blast. He'd start Baja Blast Mountain you. Dew from Taco Bell, he, and we would just have a blast. I think he I would, would just watch him. I would just I would just let him go. Just let him go. I think he'd ask you about what you watch in porn and whether or not you look at the guy's dick, listen, and man, then listen, convince man, that's a, you that's to a bullet, him. That's a bullet. I'm willing to. I'm willing to. I think I could subvert his his approach, mm-hmm. but I'm willing to 
take the bullet of the of the attack because I think it will be the best night of my life. I think it will be fascinating. Just let him just talk and fucking dance and just tell me about Carol Baskin and it would be oh it would be amazing. Wow. But anyway, continue. But to be clear, yeah. So basically, what I'm he's saying a bad is, guy. I do think Joe's a bad guy. Unfortunately, in the beginning of the documentary, I was like, this guy's just kind of nuts. Then he's been through hard shit, and I don't know that he's bad but then throughout the documentary you see like no he does evil yeah. evil shit however i don't really believe he that became he- a villain like maleficent like maleficent was a a good person at first but they just the world th- saw her as dark and i think he started off with good intentions and then slowly just dr- was yeah. just driven to and madness he, he by got, life and he got really evil i mm-hmm. think he did really really bad this things. is an origin story like the joker yeah yeah Definitely. Joe Exotic is, is it's like it's like the Joker. It's 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 an origin story. But with all that said, I think that he could get out because of what he actually got put in for. It, I, that was a lie. I think that yeah. of all the bad things he did, what he's in prison for predominantly. Now they added some stuff as well as far as finding bones on the property and sure. things like that. Sure. But the the thing that they they added that because the case was so flimsy. But the murder he for was hire. he's in jail for murder for hire, and that was bullshit. Right. Allen said that was bullshit. He didn't go to Florida. He went to South Carolina from Rip. He went home off the, you know, out of the gates. He never stopped in Florida and then changed his mind about it was a lie that Jeff told him to tell. Now, he didn't Joe didn't do himself any favors by making all of No, he has videos. videos of him shooting a doll that looks like Carol and I mean, he terrorized that woman. He did. I did have a a sense of empathy for Carol Baskin because regardless of how I feel about her, she was receiving threats from a maniac for years. Oh, for sure. And And you have to take those as credible because he's crazy. And she definitely, yeah, she definitely had to have felt like she was in danger for a long time. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I think they're all evil. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. In their own ways. And that's why I think when Saf at the end, I thought that was an awesome way of recapping. She, or he just goes... No one wins. Yeah. Nobody wins in all of this. You know, everyone's involved here because they quote unquote love animals. Yeah. But, but then the animals, the animals yeah. are the biggest losers in all this. For sure. They get killed. They get hurt. They're locked up. It's so sad. But yeah, I mean, phenomenal documentary though. And my boy, uh, which one was he? I think it was John Ranke. He he really loved those animals. The one with the prosthetic legs. Oh, yeah. He was heartbroken. Oh, and he, he had what appeared to be a dwarf lion. He, yeah. <laughs> he did. And he, he didn't get him back. He didn't get him back. Yeah, he was, I mean, a lot of them were heartbroken. A lot of them really loved animals, man. Sure. That yeah. dude, that dude, either him or the, the cool dude with the sunglasses. The, the blonde hair dude. One of them just came to feed a bear. Yep. They just came to feed a bear. It, and I think it was him. Came to feed a bear. 10 years of your life. Yep. You know? That. That building bonds with these animals and all these kind of things. Even the barber, the one that got out of Doc Antel's situation, she had a picture of her with four of the girls with four cats in a pool. Mm. This was a part of their life. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to really fight Saf to get into the document. They asked him a bunch of times and he, he is a very low key person. Didn't want anything to do with a lot of the shine and all that kind of stuff. And he said it was hard to watch because he was there yeah it was 10 years of his life he said it was very entertaining he watched all of it and all that kind of stuff but it's you know when you're watching that you go i mean i was there that was my life Mm -hmm. people are like laughing and all these things but this was my life for 10 years yeah so 
Yeah, man. There's really no winners in yeah. this. Not Except us. We the, the yes. viewer is the winner. The viewer is the winner. You know, I understand there's some people that couldn't watch this because there's like animal cruelty within it. Mm-hmm. I under, and I understand that. I'm, I fully understand that. But I just have to say, if you can subvert that for seven hours, it's some of the most fascinating television. Well, it's seen. enlightening, too. I and mean, that as well. Yeah, like this the- wasn't just some sensational look at these redneck hillbilly people. I didn't know this was happening. Well, what it's going to do is it's going to snowball into this this huge thing that can actually and hopefully help the animals and now, stop do you this think, from happening. Do you think Carol Baskin gets her way? Uh-huh. Do you think she gets to keep her situation? Yep. You do? I do. Like if some law gets passed federally yep. by Congress and the Senate, no more big cats. You think she's categorized as a safe haven for these cats? I and do. she gets to keep hers? And so she is well up until the last fucking season we would have called her Daenerys Targaryen yeah she has it all yeah but But, I'm not even gonna go into that but for the purpose of a point in the show she ends up Daenerys Targaryen yeah she has all the dragons she has all the money she has all the tigers yeah she wins everybody else loses except I think it's gonna bite her in the ass with this this thing with her husband because you think she did that yeah I think she's going to... So she's going to get her way, but she's going to still end up in prison. Ooh, what, what a think. poetic justice that would be. That's what I think. Oh, she saves the cats, but goes to prison for killing a person. Yep. Mmm. That would be juicy. That's what I think. That's what happens in my movie. We're gonna, Oh, we're going we're gonna to get to that. Let me just finish off, because we got... That's the game we're going to play. Now, Jeff Lowe, still owning and operating Joe's Zoo. For now. For now, I think there's cases coming his way. I think this whole thing backfires. He's a gross I, guy. It blows my mind that everybody, yeah, man, the whole thing about him, his girl, his wife's pregnant, and he's like, yeah, enjoy the pregnancy. I'm looking at the nanny. He's nasty. He is Mountain Dew. What he does that is, mean? Uh, he is a human bottle of Mountain Dew. What does that mean? <laughs> he just, he is, he is like a Mountain Dew bottle, found an Affliction t-shirt, and became a person. Wow. He's just like, everything's on 10 yeah, man, girls, cars, Lamborghinis, fucking tigers. I'll grab life by the balls. Man, he's a monster energy drink person. Okay, I see. Yes. Monster energy drink. He's, he, he's, he's, he's like an Ed Hardy t-shirt. Became a person. Really bothered me, and you know this, really bothered me that he had like a constant bandana. And sunglasses. And a hat. Yeah. And I'm like, why do you have both? Because he's an outlaw. All the time. And a goatee. Really bothered me. I didn't like the look. And he was very much like, yeah, you see my girl, right? <laughs> you know it. And I, yeah, you bro. know how I thought about her, too. I was like, Lauren. <laughs> she, when he goes, yeah, man, I figure if you're going to have to get a nanny, why not get something you can look at? And she goes, yeah, but also, like, she's bilingual, so she can teach the kids <laughs> Spanish. Whatever. And it's like, is that what he told you? Lauren, That's what? why he wants to get a... It's what are you not, talking about? He didn't tell her that. That's what she That's how she herself. justifies it. That's what she tells herself. Yeah, I mean, she's cute and everything, but also she speaks, she's multilingual, and that's great for, great for the kids as well. well. She Lauren hooks up with these girls, too. I don't, Remember, they would have I don't three, even know if they, they do that. They would have that. three... Wi- I, that's true. They probably don't. They just had those pictures, and they're like... Well, the people, they came for the cats. Exactly. What if all those women came forward and were like, ew, we didn't we hook didn't, up with no, them. No, what? We pet their cat and then left. And he asked to take a photo. You know what he is? He, he's a catfish. Dun, dun, dun. Because because he's a because he's a con man, he takes these photos. He has people thinking he's hooking up with these girls. But they're just they're just taking the photos to be with the cats. Yeah. But he's created this whole online persona. Oh, he's yeah. like the great Gatsby. Oh. 
you know like his whole life is a lie the only reason that if he can live a life that he like he has money is because people think he has money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's a trickster man yeah he is and i think i think he's gonna go down yeah 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 because he's got some mm-hmm. he's 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 fucked too many people if not legally he's gonna go out like uncut gems like adam sandler and uncut gems oh yeah like somebody's gonna come like that dude who he the, stole the money from the dude with the other zoo yeah. yeah his chickens are gonna come home to roost for sure oh yeah like, he's conned too many people i think so you know that that's gonna come back to bite him in the ass or something legal is gonna come back to bite him in the yeah, ass. yeah that's now, what i think i wanted to play a fun little game and to take us out we're gonna play this fun little game and i wanted us to play studio execs and we're going to cast the joe exotic tiger king movie yes now, would you like to give your casting call first or would you like me to give my casting call first? I think you should go first. Okay. Now, the rules are, I just want you to, you know, we have tw- 12 main characters. Yes. And a couple of, if you have some other people that you thought of that you feel like need to be in the movie and you have a person uh-huh. to cast it, please tell us. Okay. And just give a short little reason why. Okay. Okay. So my cast starts with one. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. To, I'm going to the top. My, first, my cast starts with Bagavon. Doc Antel. I selected Alec Baldwin. <gasps> I almost picked him. I think Alec Baldwin would just he because because Doc Antel Doc Antel is like serious. Yes, he's not a he's not a uh, flamboyant eccentric character, mm-hmm. and that's what's scary about him because his life is so insane. But he treats it like oh, I have a firm grasp on all of this, and there's a science to what I do, mm-hmm. and I know what I'm doing, and I'm very intelligent, and that's scary. And I think I think Alec Baldwin could crush that. He almost got casted in my film. Yes. So right out of the gates. This is very star power heavy. I I picked a lot of heavy hitters for my movie. Good. This is is an Oscar push type of movie. It deserves it. Number two, Carol Baskin. I went with Melissa McCarthy. I think she can play serious. Uh And now the difficulty would be if there's flashbacks involved, which is why my second choice was Amy Adams, because Amy Adams can play Mm -hmm. flashback Carol Baskin, and we can put her in a little chubby suit, and she can be... Or she'll just go full method and and be skinny for six months and and be chubby for six mm-hmm. months. She's she, she's dedicated like that. She can do it. So she could do either one. Amy Adams would be the selection if we're doing a whole long drawn out thing with Don Lewis and telling that story. If not, we're just doing currently. I think Melissa McCarthy would add an, an element of not knowing she's funny. Yeah. You know that because Carol Baskin said some things when 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 Joe Exotic said. They put cologne on my shoes. And she's like, you didn't put cologne on your shoes. I mean, you put like sardine juice on a shoe or something. Right. So why would you say that specific thing? <laughs> that is the entire reason my friend Kelsey thinks that Carol killed her husband. That was too specific of, of an her, answer. Of why wouldn't you say blood or meat or <gasps> sardine juice? <laughs> because of the, because of what she that said was such a specific in that answer. small little slip up. That was such a weird specific answer. So Carol Baskin's <laughs> Melissa, Melissa McCarthy, if we're going through time, Amy Adams. But Melissa McCarthy's plugged That's in right now. That's a good choice. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy's plugged in right okay. now. Okay. Jeff Lowe, I went J.K. Simmons. I think J.K. Simmons could deliver the gravity and the little bit of hickiness because J.K. Simmons isn't a hick, but he definitely has a vibe like he's from Austin or 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 maybe even an Oklahoma somewhere where you might not have a southern accent, but you know the woods. Gotta be honest, I don't know who that is. J.K. Simmons, he's Juno's dad. He was in he was in uh, the drumming movie Whiplash. And he was in Oz. I know Juno's dad. Okay. Okay. Well, J.K. Simmons. 
Trust me, if you knew who J.K. Simmons was, you'd be like, that's a fucking fantastic choice. Okay, Anyways, got it. I JK, trust you. Jeff Lowe, J.K. Simmons. Okay. Uh, James Garretson. Okay. I picked Paul Walter Hauser. Paul Walter Hauser is the dude who had the whole plan to fuck up uh, the uh, uh, Tanya Harding's opponent in I, Tanya. Oh, he was great. Yeah, he was also in Black he Klansman. He played he played somebody that was in the KKK in Black Klansman. He was great. I think he would nail that. Okay, yeah. He he if anybody who hasn't seen Itanya, watch Itanya. He steals the show. He plays like he he plays Jeff Galuli's friend who he's like he, a little bit funny. He lives at home with his mom and he thinks he owns a security firm or something Got and it. he's like I had to secure the perimeter. In situa- he's amazing. Yeah. I think he na- He was I, great. I think he'd nail that. Sure, he would. So he's my James Garrettson. Joe Exotic, the big one. Oof. Now, there was a battle on Twitter. Ed Norton and uh, yeah. Dax Shepard got into a bit of an argument saying, like, I want to play him. I want to play him, Dax. Yeah. I like both those guys. I'm going Matthew motherfucking McConaughey. Wow. If I can get Matthew McConaughey to get into that Dallas Buyers Club mindset. He can. I know he can. And I know he can deliver. He's incredible. Now, he can be handsome when he's looking all flushed out and abbed out. But when he's sickly looking, that dude's downright ugly. Now, I'm not saying Joe Exotic is ugly, but he ain't going to get mistaken for Matthew McConaughey anytime soon. Can I? But I think Matthew McConaughey can get mistaken for Joe Exotic if he weighed 106 pounds. Can I just bring up the fact that we didn't, bring, we, we didn't talk about... I'm pretty sure Joe Exotic's eyeliner is tattooed. Oh, it's, it's permanent makeup. It's, it's permanent makeup. It's gotta be. It's definitely permanent makeup. There's for sure. No it's like in his... It's like in his eye. It's bad. It's not only is it permanent makeup, but it's bad permanent makeup. It's no way he puts there's, eyeliner there's on no every day. Eyeliner on no, every he got day. permanent makeup. Done. He got his eyelids tattooed. I'm sorry for interrupting, but no, it's been something absolutely. I've that was to that was a, that was my mistake. I should have brought that up. And yes, no, Thank he absolutely you. got his eye eyelids tattooed. He got permanent makeup done. Thank you. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is my selection for Joe. Well, Zeller. I love him. Yes, I think I, I really underestimated Matthew McConaughey for. A he's very he's long been blowing time. me away for about ten years now, and he hasn't stopped. Yeah, I thought he was just a dunce and a uh, beefcake. And I thought like, he was just beefcake. I think he's like one of the best. Yeah, I thought he was just beefcake, and now he's like, no, I'm a fucking thespian. I'm a thespian. Now, okay, we've gone from Joe Exotic. Now we're at Travis Maldonado. Okay. I picked Shia LaBeouf. Okay. I think Shia. I, I think Shia LaBeouf. He, Coming he's, back, Shia LaBeouf. Shia. Is, yeah, I think this is you know Shia LaBeouf's kind of been off the radar a bit for a little bit. I think this is a comeback role for him. I think he's handsome enough of that. Of the, Travis Maldonado was a good looking dude, mm-hmm. but he also had some scum on him. Yeah. I think Shia can get there. Yeah. Grow his little wispy chin hair out and a little, sure. little dirtbag mustache. Uh-huh. We're there. I think okay. he can deliver the tortured soul that was Travis Maldonado to put a gun to your head. And whether it's intentional or not, blow your fucking brains out in yeah. front of your fucking. Because Shia, he's got that drama. In yeah. Him. Shia's got some demons, man. Got Shia's got drama. some demons. I think he can get there. I think this could be a very no death. But I think this could be a very fucking uh, Joker type of role for Shia LaBeouf. Definitely. Uh, fucking, uh, who's your boy? Uh, my boy. My boy too. Uh, shit. Joaquin? Yeah. Joaqu- no, not Joaquin. Oh, Heath Ledger. Yeah, this could be a very Heath Ledger oh. type of situation. I think he'd have to go to some dark places. Yeah. And he, I think this is a best supporting type of situation for Shia LaBeouf. Oh, okay. Because he's, he's not a major, Travis isn't a major character in the movie, but I think he, Shia could steal the show with this role. Sure. Okay. okay. So he's my Travis Maldonado. Mm-hmm. John Finley. Now, John Finley was the other boyfriend. 
husband number husband number one. Well, one well, that we saw. Husband number like three. Probably but, husband three, but one the first one we saw. But messed up teeth, John Maldonado. Missing teeth. Missing teeth. John. Uh, yeah. Property of Joe Exotic. Not John Maldonado. I'm sorry, John Finley, the yeah. Gator Man. Gator. John Finley loves Gator. Gator guy. Yes. Now I saw an interview with him. He does have his teeth fixed, and he said that he wanted Channing Tatum to play him because. Uh, Channing Tatum shouted out his cousin or something. His cousin was sick and he thought that was really nice Mm -hmm. and whatever reason. And I was like, I respect that. But my other selection Hmm. to play John Finley. Yep. Zach McGowan. Who's that? He played Jody in Shameless. Jody. Jody. uh, When Cheryl was having sex with the young dude. Oh, (laughs) Jody. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's also in the new season of The Walking. He was in the newer episodes of The Walking Dead for a bit. Okay. He's just, if you've ever watched Shameless, he's just a dude that just had abs. Yeah. He just was like, cut the, came out of nowhere, he had like 10 abs. Yeah. And just was a a goofball. Right. Like an idiot. Not like funny, like stupid. Yes. Um, But I would, I would pick Channing Tatum probably because he wanted him to be picked. And Mm -hmm. I like John. So I, I would, if he, and I see it. I see it also. Yeah. I think Channing Tatum could put in some prosthetic teeth and, Mm -hmm. and look like him for sure. Uh, Rick Kirkman, who was the producer or would have been the producer of the best show ever. Right. I also think this is an opportunity for a scene, a scene stealing uh, best supporting actor. Okay. Billy Bob Thornton. I almost put him down. You see, yeah, a lot of almost you have. Because I crossed him off. Okay. I'm, I'm excited to hear who you lip. put in this place. I'm excited. Well, okay. okay. He so, looks like him. I know. That was why. And he has that kind of like, yeah, man, listen. Yeah. I'm going to tell you like it is. Yeah. I think he can nail that. I so think so, too. Billy Bob's my Rick Kirkham. That's very good. Thank you. Uh, John Ranke, who is... John Ranke's the prosthetic legs man. Yes. I picked James Franco. Did you? I think James Franco would be willing to do an obscure movie where he's not the star because he just, he'll just do anything. He's a thespian. And I think he'd want to just be a part of this. Oh, yeah. And I think he could bring that kind of like, yeah, man, I could see James Franco pulling up in a fucking car with a skeleton that scene alone is why I see James Franco. Okay. With the skeleton sitting passenger in your little convertible fucking sports car thing mm-hmm. with your prosthetic legs. I think James Franco can get there. Okay. I think he'd bring a kind of like the Pineapple Express stonery kind of, because that guy had that kind of vibe to him. He's kind of a stoner, you know? Interesting. That kind of vibe. I went James Franco. Joshua Dial. Uh-huh. He's the campaign manager. Yeah. Who worked at Walmart. Yeah. Jonah Hill. He can act. Uh, he can act. I know he can act. He I know can he, act. he can do this. He's I've seen him. You've seen Moneyball. Funny. If you've seen Moneyball, you know Jonah can bring the chops, man. I think this is another opportunity for Jonah Hill to show people that he, he's not just funny. I think this is a good time to admit to the um, to you and the viewers that I've had two dreams. This is Jonah, not viewers, it's listeners. Listeners, uh, where Jonah Hill was my boyfriend in two dreams I've had. Wow. Yeah. Fat Jonah or skinny Jonah? Oh, fat. Yeah, fat. Yeah, yeah. And like. He's the funnier of the two Didn't treat Jonas. me great, but I just adored him in my dream. You stayed. Oh, yeah. We wow. were at a cookout. I had a plate of food. He said, where's mine? I said, oh, you can have mine. He said, good. Took it, walked away. And then I'm like, he's perfect. <laughs> That's what I dream about, everyone. Okay. Jonah Hill. Okay, so go on. All right, cool. Thanks Maybe for he'll run that. my campaign. I'm sure he doesn't have anything better to do. <laughs> Uh, Eric Cowie, who we thought was the coolest dude in the world. Love him. Now, I didn't feel great about this, but he's the filler for now because I can't think of a better person. Okay. William H. Macy. Interesting. I don't feel I don't feel great about it because William H. Macy isn't a badass. And that dude, he has an element of, of badass to okay. him. 
but maybe, he looks like him. Maybe you'll like mine. The Frank, the Frank Gallagher character. Yeah. Sober. Yeah. I can see a little bit of 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 Eric Cowie in 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 there, and he and William H Macy was a great Frank Gallagher all these years. He can get scruffy. Yeah. I know he can get scruffy. I know he can get introspective. Yeah. But if he can do it and sound sober, mm-hmm. I think that's Eric Cowie. Interesting. So okay. that that's my selection. Okay. Saf. Yeah. Now this is the roadblock I hit because she is trans and I wanted to be respect respectful of trans actors and find a trans actor to play her. Him. To play him. Sorry. Now that's hard because I don't know too many trans actors, but I have been watching this show Pose and I selected uh, a trans actor named India Moore because Pose is a great show. I don't know too many trans actors and I could have just picked a dude. Yeah. Like a like a a, a biological dude, whatever the proper mm-hmm. term is. But I said no. I want to I want to give a trans actor a role. And there's trans actors out there. India Moore is more. I think he's black. Okay. But um, I'm sorry. I believe she's trans. Like she. I believe she's black. But she can work. She can work. Okay. I think she can work. That's okay. I think she can work for this. Um. So that was my selection. Was India Moore. Okay. Honorable mentions for me. Carol Baskin's husband, D- Howard. Mm-hmm. Now, this is tough for me because I feel like Howard's pretty tall. Yeah. But I think he would just crush this fucking role Who? and be the perfect person and really be also another scene-stealing person that it doesn't matter how fucking incredibly short he is. And my selection was Dustin Hoffman. Oh, okay. Interesting. I think Dustin Hoffman put some glasses on him. He can be very nerdy and like anal and fucking rigid or whatever. Yeah. But that dude seems like he's like 6'2". Mm-hmm. There'd have to be some camera trickery, mm-hmm. but I think Dustin Hoffman is my favorite selection. For okay. That. Lastly, Scarface guy, for no other reason because this is just the role he plays better than anybody. Spanish guy, John Leguizamo. I had him down. Did you have him down? And then I crossed Didn't him you cross them? Of course, I you did. did. Yeah, okay. You can see it. Well, that's my movie. We're going for the Oscar push. I think we got a big shot of winning. I think this movie's going to take the theaters by storm. Uh, <sighs> you know, I got you know, I got Brad. I got I mean, I got Matthew McConaughey as my star. Melissa okay. McCarthy. It's a star-studded cast, man. I think that I think we're going to really make some some noise come Oscar. You know, when it's Oscar time. All right. Well, I guess it would just be a matter of if your film gets the Oscar of, or if mine does. Okay. Well, um, you gotta have a cast in order to have a film to compete with Same story, Nora. you know, but different, different interpretation. Casting. Different interpretation. Um, however, it seems like some of your, some of the people you've casted are also casted in my film, but in different roles. Oh, yeah. We're, oh, oh they, don't, they didn't all get scratched off when I named somebody? You can look at my list if That's you want. That's fine. I don't want to look at your list. Go okay. ahead. Tell me your list. Come at me. Studio exec, tell me your... Doc Antle. Jack Nicholson. Ah, okay. Because Jack Nicholson. Jack's getting old, though. But listen, he for a look, lot he of look, mine, he'll look like an older Doc. Most Antle. of mine don't look like them, but, but it's about them acting like them. Sure. In most cases, now for him. Now, Jack, I think Jack could bring the. Now we didn't see it in the documentary, but if we wanted to go and create a. You asked one too many questions about my life, and I'm gonna go off That's on you now. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why. That would be so really good. I picked Jack because yes, he'll need some makeup to look younger, but you can do the the Irishman thing to him. Sure. Did we just saw it happen in the Irishman? So a lot of mine don't have to do with their ages or anything or how they look, but it's the I can see them doing it. So for Jack, I picked him because uh, pretty instantly because he has that like 
he, that look in his eye that he's fucking crazy, but he can be looking it. at you like smiling. Yeah. And, you know, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. And in his eyes, you can see that he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Sure. There, you know, he just has this craziness. Yeah, Nicholson, to big time. That I think would be perfect for Doc Antle because he is just, he has moments where he shows you that he's fucking nuts. Yeah. But mm-hmm. most of the time, he does keep that composure. Sure. But when you see it slip out, you're like, that is absolutely. Yeah. That's why I actually think he's the most terrifying of any person in this film. I agree. Next, for Carol Baskin, mm-hmm. really really had a hard time with this. Carol Baskin's. It's just Baskin. You just want to be. Say. You just want to be like Mar- Marty Huggins. Marty, H- Marty Huggins. <laughs> Marty Huggins. <laughs> Funyuns. <laughs> <laughs> um. I kept coming back to Meryl. Meryl Streep? Mm-hmm. Because she can do anything. Uh, now, you haven't been watching Big Little Lies. I haven't been Which I Big made you Lies, watch no. a scene the other day because I wanted you to see how she can be all also smiley conniving. and everything. But she's a conniving bitch mm-hmm. in Big Little Lies. That is what made me keep coming back to her because of who she's playing in Big Little Lies. Well, Meryl Streep can do two. anything. So, oh, she can. But it's just she can. W- wouldn't have But been I my, think that's stuck in my head because I watched it recently. Sure, se- that's fine. Season Meryl Streep's kind of a cheat code. It's like she's gonna get it done. Yeah, so that's fine. I have no arguments but with Meryl, it. But I wouldn't have thought Meryl, Meryl can get real pretty. You know, she can. D- what are you saying to play young Carol? Sure. Hey, Do man. that thing that they did in the Irishman. I'm not here to poke holes in your cast. I must say, I like your Amy Adams though. But Meryl can do anything. And she again, did. what won her the role for me was her performance in Big Little Lies season two. Anyway, Jeff Lowe. Uh-huh. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe's too weird looking, man. No, it doesn't have to do with how he looks. Willem Dafoe can play an ultimate he, can he creep. Be, if he was bald, he'd look terrifying. It would be a distraction. Jeff Lowe is terrifying. He's a creep. And he comes across all charming right uh, at Will- first. Will- Will- oh, I'm t- nice. He's too so- ghoulish, man. I was thinking more of more of like a dude that looks like Steve from Jerry Springer. You know what I mean? Mm. Like an all-American looking dude, a little tan. See, Willem Dafoe looks like he just crawled much, out of the annals of a cave. But you're you're paying too much attention to how they look. Sure, but I think his look would be so distracting and not, so not he's so not Jeff Lowe that it would be distracting. That's my thing. It's your movie. It ain't going to beat my movie. Then my, stop uh, trying to get on my movie, I'm sir. sorry. I apologize. Okay. But I, you know, do you know Willem Dafoe? He did a movie where he had some sex scenes, and they had to put a sock over his penis because his penis is distractingly large. <laughs> I think that's amazing. <laughs> He's so skinny, and his dick is so big that they had to dis- hide his penis because people would be like, oh, my God. He's and be distracted from in the he's movie. He's got a hog. Yeah, uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, Willem Dafoe's packing heat. All right, well, I thought he'd be great because he can, you know, be, he can come across like a, a normal cool guy. Like, and then, hey, how's it going, Joe? And then How are you doing? You get like I'm Jeff Lowe. Deeper into him. Mouth. And then you realize like, oh, he. His big bug eyes. He's up to a lot of shit. He can't hide anything behind those big giant bug eyes. Whatever. Anyway, uh, James... Garrettson, John C. Riley. Oh, that's good. He can act. That's good. He's great. He he would be very flattered too because John C. Riley is not fat. Well, well. But but no, John C. Riley definitely. 
They'd have to definitely put a wig on. His hair can't do that. His hair They'd can't. Have, his, he just he has. Listen, that, there's all kinds of makeup that and Jewish wigs fro. and all kinds of things, fat suits, things yeah. we can do. There's gonna be a lot of stuff in play. In, we in can a, do yeah, this yeah. stuff in Hollywood. Yeah, for sure. But I needed these actors. You know, needed definitely. these actors. But John C. Riley, I like that sneaky pick. <sighs> all right, so for Joe Exotic, this is okay. Um, here we go. Big money. Look, you got to do Joe Exotic justice, man. Well. <laughs> I mean, the obvious choice as far as what I kept thinking of when I saw the documentary was when David Spade plays Joe Dirt, he's basically Joe Exotic. I mean, but see, that's the thing. But I think that would be too distracting. I I can't give it to David Spade because I had to think of who is one of my favorite actors. And yes, he's too short. Okay. However. I don't think Joe Exotic's particularly tall. Peter Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> He can do anything. Peter Dinklage can't. No, Peter we Dinklage saw can't. him in that movie. Peter Dinklage can't be Joey Alvin, it's we a, saw it, him This in is that a biography. Movie. It's listen, real. Listen, we saw him in that movie. You can have you can have Peter Dinklage play a made-up field worker of Joe Exotic, <laughs> but he can't be Joe Exotic. But and I love so Peter Dinklage. Good. I think he's one of the best actors working today. That's what today. I'm saying. He, he can't would be capture, Joe Exotic. He would do these incredible monologues. He would be captivating. He would be eccentric, but also deep. And he would he would bring in like the the pain from the past. And he could he could all he could do all of that even though he's short. And remember in Two Billboards? Yeah, he played I that little like Southern guy. But he, he was a little accent. person in Two Billboards okay, as well. Okay, but he had an accent. He can do it. He can do it all. I don't, I don't doubt that Peter Dinklage can do anything. I, Peter Dinklage is an incredible actor. Well, guess but what? But it's a biographical film. There's I don't evidence care. that. He's been cast, and film. there's nothing you it's can your do film. about it. It's your film. I cast it. It's your film. Him. It's your studio. It's your money. Because I don't think anyone can do it better than him. It's your film. It's your studio. It's your money. You do what you want. He can nail it. He can nail it. I know he can nail it. He would also love the outfits. Remember him doing space pants? Oh, yeah, pants? yeah. Oh, yeah. Space, space pants. pants. He can do anything he wants. He's got it. I had to give it to him. Travis Maldonado. So I picked James Franco for him. Handsome, pineapple expressy. Sure. Same reason. I literally wrote down pineapple express. I'm not mad at that. And he'd be handsome, but James Franco is a great freaking actor. He is. So he could bring in the stuff you were saying. Yeah. The the pain. The I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at yeah, that. Yeah, I thought he'd be great. Um, for John Finley, I also casted Channing Tatum just because John wants it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he wants, man. Hey, man. If that's what John he wants, wants John, that. you can have that, man. John, you spent you... ten years in yeah. a weird relationship and. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's what you want to do, that you can have it. And if you're that, you're a handsome guy, man. If that's what you want, and if he's too busy on your film, I think Tom Hardy could do it. I think Tom Hardy could definitely do it. Yeah, Tom Hardy could look like him too. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm okay with that. Okay. All right, Rick Kirkham, Jeff Goldblum. Ah, uh, I I love Jeff Goldblum. He's eccentric, he, but he's not gritty. You know he what I mean? He could be. He could be, but he's always like. And yes, and we are going to do it like this. And when I saw Joe Exotic, I was like, there's my money. But I could be wrong. I could be underestimating Jeff yeah, Goldblum. I think so. I love Jeff Goldblum, so I'm not opposed to it. And we know how he looks in a black fucking, a black button-up shirt and a black hat because <laughs> of fucking uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, so. yeah. I think he, I, I think, I think he could nail it. All right. I think, so he's cast. 
Next, I have John Ranke, the uh, the man with prosthetic legs. Yes. The manager. I had him as William H. Macy. Hmm. I thought he'd be great. Okay. Not Do you see that. that? Yeah, he could work for. I know he's. I know he's working in your film, but you know, on his time off, he could be in mine as John. Well, who did I have as? I forgot. You had. Um, Oh, I had James Franco as John Rankin. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. A much younger. I feel like, yeah. No, I I, I think John Rankin's like 40. Well, he didn't look 40. I, I feel like him, I feel like him and the dude who looked like him but had legs uh-huh. looked similar, but that dude looked older. The dude that has legs. Oh, gosh. The cool dude. I don't dude. think so. Either way, whatever. Anyway, William that's H. who Macy? I, I had William H. Macy as him because of Shameless. I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to that. All right. For Joshua Dial, the campaign manager. Yeah. Jack Black. See, Jack Black's too old, man. What do you mean? Have you seen Jack Black lately? You need to stop with the ageism. Yeah, but Joshua Dial's like 27 years so old. What? You know who I wanted to be? Joshua Dial wanted Patton Oswalt, but Patton Oswalt's too old. You, well, for you, I'm okay with it. I'm not ageist like you. That's why these you're actors do, should come to you're, my you're, phone. You're, you know, what you're doing is you're doing a Quentin Tarantino thing where you're like, I'm going to China. I'm going to take my own little liberties with this. And this is an interpretation. This is a biography to me. So you can't just have little people playing people and make, you know, Carol Baskins black. And all. you can't you, you can't you, well, you, you can have to be accurate a to bioptic. the and then my a what a bioptic. Is that what it's called? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> what is, that sounds medical. What or is something. It? A biopic. I'll pick. Oh, yeah, I added a T. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you can keep yours that way. Mine's going to be a little more artsy. Okay. Okay. So, Including Joshua Dial is who? Is Jack Black. Jack Black. Sure. Jack Black is great. Hey, man, go and for it. And you know he is. You're going to be shooting for a video music award. I mean, like a MTV, like a popcorn statue from the... Like what is that? The movie, the the MTV Movie Awards, no. and I'm shooting for Oscar. You can get an Oscar, but I'm gonna get a Tony because I'm gonna turn mine. <laughs> it's a play. I'm gonna turn mine into a play. <laughs> That's what mine's gonna. If you be. make it a play, you can be anybody. Can mine's be whatever they want. Be turning. It's be gonna, like Hamilton. Everybody's black. Yeah. Well, hey, I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it. All right, moving on. Eric Cowie, the long blonde haired guy with the sunglasses that we both like that work for Joe. I just put Kid Rock. He looks like him. I had to do it. I don't know if Kid Rock can act, but he looks Rock's, just like Kid him. Kid Rock's been in some stuff. He looks just like him. I mean, that was one where I said, okay, it doesn't have to do with acting. He looks just well, like so him. Well, that, was a, that was a little lazy, but nah, that, could, that could be one of those sneaky roles. It's all I roles. thought the whole time. That could be one of those sneaky roles. I looked at him the whole time. He had very few lines. That could be one of those sneaky roles where he blows everybody away. I think he could nail it. Sure. There's not that That's many fine. lines, and he's just kind of, hey, I'm me. This is what it is. That's fine. Yeah. He does have that kind of attitude. That's fine. I did. I'm into that actually. I, As I'm thinking about it more, I'm like, yeah, I mean, he, he could surprise people. I he's, felt he's, good about that. He's acted in some stuff. I think he could nail it. Okay. I did not have one for Saf. Could, could not come up with one for Saf. Understandable. It's a tough. So, it's a tough one to peg. Um, for uh, Mario Scarface. Uh huh. Sasha Baron Cohen. Ooh. Mm-hmm. He can yeah. do anything. And that would also catch that would also culture. catch the audience off guard. They'd yes. be like, "Oh, what?" Because he's only that would be a very a, shocking. Yeah, yeah. It's he's like only when, in a few scenes. It's like when Tom Cruise was in um, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. It'd be one of those. Like, what? He's only in a few scenes, and he is amazing. Yeah, at anything he does, whatever culture, whatever age. Yeah, 
anything he does, he can nail it. Okay. So, so yes, I had him. I crossed off John Leguizamo for Sasha. Okay. So, um, uh, Carol. Okay. So I guess these are what honorable. Honorable Benchiano. So Carol's husband. Howard. I didn't know his name, but I looked it up. I wanted the dad from Step Brothers, and his name is Richard Jenkins. <laughs> I wanted him. Shut the fuck up, Dale. <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up, Dale. <laughs> I wanted him because he seems like a business type guy, but then he's into some weird kinky shit. Sure. Okay. Because there's this All right. scene, yeah, where, when he, when he has there's a tiger. scene where Howard has like a collar on uh-huh. and you know he loved it. Yeah. Uh-huh. He loved it more than Carol did. I'm into that. I'm into that. I'm into that. And, um, yeah, I'm into that. The other, the other zoo owner, the crazy guy that got mad at uh, Jeff Yeah, Lowe, yeah, uh-huh. I put him on there as Steve Buscemi. I needed someone who looked weathered and could play crazy. Okay. See, that guy had, didn't make enough of a footprint in my script. Oh, he was to, nuts. to cast. He was nuts. But yeah. So anyway, we can just have viewers let us know if yeah, they let us know. Would if, rather again, there's no viewers. This is an audio listeners. Medium. Have listeners. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. If your movie was made in 1999 amazing cast again i mean if i think i think a lot wanted... of your actors have aged out a bit and i think i'm bringing that new hot fresh shit sure and you're bringing some shit from a di- your your movie would be like a miramax picture like well, some kind of some kind of studio that doesn't show up in the beginning of credits anymore mine a24 okay mine's an a24 studio production That's yours you yours is uh the lion comes out i think our audience yours has the lion come out in the beginning what's that mgm Yours is the MGM. Yours has the lion. Ro- oh, it's that actually that actually fits. The Good lion one. roaring when Good the b- b- at the beginning of the at the beginning of the movie. Yours is that. Yours I is think the- mine is more of like curtains opening. It's going to be a fucking Broadway spectacular. Oh, just, ladies and gentlemen, please uh, turn off your cell phones. The play will be beginning in the next seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Concessions are now closed. Mm-hmm. A Tony. And then they'll be like, "Get ready for your perfect show," and then Peter Dinklage <laughs> comes out looking perfect the end all right so uh folks let us know what you think i think you know i think the, i think the answer is obvious here I'm, I'm coming for that oscar shit um i want to thank you sierra for um joining me and just filling in this big shoes to fill those of mr france star but um you know this whole thing this whole corona thing has been pretty nuts and uh when you guys are done letting us know what movie you think is better um, I don't know if we are going to take a break from the podcast or continue doing it. Maybe you, you know, you're my sub for a bit while we get through this. Ask them. That's, that's Ask what, that's them what, what I'm saying. Want. Let us know because I mean, the equipment's here. We can fire it up and just do something. It w- it wouldn't be the same as what me and Fran do because I wouldn't ask Sierra to fill her brain with the fucked up shit that happens in the world. Even if I'm telling her one story, I wouldn't ask you to like research a fucking murder story. It's a lot to bring on to your brain but um you know let us know man if you want us to keep things going also friend maybe you know maybe next week friends like fuck it man if you wipe shit down and i'm coming through i don't know what happens but it's possible that he he does he doesn't do that he has an infinite home and a toddler at home and he has to work and provide for his kids and i wouldn't ask him to put any of that at risk i don't feel sick but i don't know Mm -hmm. you know i wouldn't ask anybody to or the fine you know they're, they're, they're you know they're not pulling people it's not fucking the purge but you know, you could get pulled over and mm-hmm. they go where you're going and you say the wrong thing and you get fined. Well, yeah. So so it might not be worth the risk to do that. But we can still do something. 
And if you guys want us to do that, cool. If you or if you guys are cool with us taking a bit of a break, let us know if you're cool with that. Yeah. I don't want to lose any listeners to time. I don't want anybody to. I don't want to take a six week hiatus and then we come back and people are like, "Well, we listen to those other two black dudes that do true crime now," you know. Even though I I think better of the people that listen to our podcast, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a break does. So, so I don't want to stop doing the and I like doing the podcast. I don't want to stop doing it, but. You know, if it doesn't feel the same with without Fran, I understand that too. Mm-hmm. So let us know. I don't know. Just give Alvin some feedback. Let him know on what the Facebook page and stuff. Yeah, whatever. Let him know if you want him to put out something, and I'm I live with him, so I can be a substitute. Um, but also, no hard feelings if you guys don't want that. I know Fran's a star. It's very true. Apparently, mm-hmm. I don't know what they see in them, <laughs> but they can't get enough of them. Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, this has been. Affirmative Purder. Uh, the farewell the farewell to Tiger King. Obviously, I will probably watch Tiger King again, but I just feel like the buzz has died down. This is the final time to kind of just get our last thoughts out and get it out of the zeitgeist. Because right now, it's just the hottest thing right now, and I think, that, I think it's starting to die down. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to get our final thoughts out, send it off, say thank you for the last couple of weeks of entertainment, mm-hmm. and kind of move on to the next fucking crazy thing, which yeah. will be coming soon, probably. And hopefully Alvin's now done with all his cat puns. Um, It's got about a, a cat's chance in hell. What? That wasn't a good That's, one. Is that right, even an expression? Uh, this has been another episode of... Okay. This has been a, another <laughs> special a special episode of Affirmative Murder. <laughs> I've been Alvin Williams, joined by my lovely fiance and artist extraordinaire, Sierra Williams. If you would love to please plug your um socials, your Instagram, <laughs> or, you know, please, go away. Plug away, please. At Fath underscore design. That's spelled F-A-T-H underscore design. That's Follow it? Follow me. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll do that and uh we'll see you guys around and let us know what you guys think as far as everything is concerned. Which movie sounds better? Mm-hmm. When uh what if you guys want some pot or you guys need a little bit of break. And uh you know, we'll see you guys next week maybe and if not, be safe. You know, wash your hands. Get, you know, I saw this video about making you can make a mask out of a bandana. We have get a resourceful. lot of those. Yeah, get resourceful. Get resourceful, folks. We're going to get through this. And uh anybody who's not at work right now you'll be back to work soon and everything's gonna be okay and if you have a car payment call your car company and tell them that you can't pay right now and get an extent you know and get uh, some relief even if you feel like you can pay right now why pay a bill that they're telling you don't need to pay right now it's it's a rough time for folks so there's a little tip and uh we'll see you guys soon bye Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 